2: It's a horror hangout podcast where free period of film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor McCate, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts,
4: Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody. Hey. Well, hello. The whole gang's back together after a couple of weeks of us all being dead busy with work and having a billion movies to watch.
0: A billion? Yeah. He yeah. watched a billion movies.
4: Then he managed I, about a dozen. Failed, really, there, on the scale of, of a billion. Done really badly.
0: Are there a billion movies? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah? Yeah, If you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. A billion's loads. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's loads of movies there. I mean, if you... Uh, you can't use YouTube videos as movies? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no. the Academy. No. no, no
4: sorry. That goes Me and Christopher that Nolan you. is all that's left.
0: You count all the videos on my phone as uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, They're great. Billion on there alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to upgrade my. Count yeah, every individual film
4: as uh, every individual frame as a film in itself. Yeah, if, if every, every it frame's a painting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There we go. We've learned something today. Uh, how is everybody? Well, well, I hope. Yeah. Not, not, bad. Well.
2: not bad. Um, not bad. This is bad. Eh? This has been a weird week for us because we're doing an entire festival so we spent a lot of week just watching movies from this yeah. festival i know the
0: first time this podcast has done something like this but hopefully the first time of many we'd like to do something like this again because yeah. it's we been, have been
4: fun officially dabbled in um legitimate uh legitimate film journalism we've had if you've been following the feed um <laughs> Double we've interviewed, interviewed a couple of directors and everything some of the directors for the movies were kind enough to come and have a chat with us yeah really that's nice. on
0: that's on the feed uh bonus episodes uh but yeah we're going to talk ode. about bonus ode. sorry yeah the bonus yeah ode.
4: The bonus o'claxon is has been ringing yeah. off, we do, we, off the, we off gonna... the hinges
0: we we're thinking about making an official bonus so claxon Luke. Me and Andy discussed this where all three of us like wail like like a banshee and then we mix them all together. Uh we'll think we'll we'll work out what note to
2: wail and then Just we'll tell all... me uh, tell, do you want a minor third? Uh sharp <laughs> seven? What do you want? Uh I think Andy's gonna be the bass. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a that's, bright, that's the brown note. Yeah.
0: Is that Chris? <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Ann Zimmer is he in the house. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll create an official bonus oak klaxon. Uh yeah. That could be fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll create some other audio stings for various parts of the show.
4: You come and join us but, in a year or so. We'll have a whole soundboard. Come on. Yeah. Like I so seen... when you...
2: on, on. On. Well, I was <laughs> just gonna, I was gonna, gonna that... say I was just gonna say we could do like <laughs> you could do voicemails. Uh, we could take some voicemails. There's like a website yeah. for podcasts where people can call in from anywhere in the world and leave a voicemail for us. I love it.
4: We, could we do should have about that before I did that incredibly we... complex way of doing it for the second, for the 200th oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, of course. Should have really thought of, should have done some degree of research rather than just we getting everyone who got in contact to send it on, if they could, a completely different... File sharing <laughs> format. Yeah, some people just phoned me. Some people <laughs> got on Skype. Some people sent me uh, over Facebook. If I'd done any research. I could have used this technology to my advantage. But um, yeah, we next something. time we get the voicemails on.
0: Yeah, get the bloody voicemails out. Get your voicemails out, sunshine. That'd be nice. I think maybe have a soundboard. We go. It's time to rate the film, and it's just Luke saying, Read good, read bad." I mean, you could say it live, but it'd be nice to have the. The exact say, like, delivery.
4: Uh, a little sting of you <laughs> saying that you're Ben Warm on something. <laughs> me not me that, claiming man. not to have uh, not to have ever claimed to be in a particular profession that I'm not. Yeah,
2: He's be be T- minor. Just have uh, just Andy <laughs> saying moon, and then whenever <laughs> you can say, I don't know. Yeah. Highway man or something, you just press that button at the end. Highwayman. Highwayman. Yeah. Did you just say you said unnecessarily, B-? Short, B-. unnecessarily <laughs> shorter and shorter than <laughs>
4: something?
2: Basically, you get to a point where you
0: just go, I've had enough of this podcast. Just play my sound, just play my rating at the end of it, which is I, mean, I thought it was B-minus. all right, give it a B minus, yeah. <laughs> It'd
4: be perfect Why? if one of us is ever sick or <laughs> holiday, we'll never <laughs> need to make someone's way again. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Like eating a
0: yogurt at the end. No <laughs> a rating a yogurt. Rating the mm, yogurt.
2: Yoghurts are good, though. Do you know what? They're I... Do know of I Some of them like a B minus.
0: I don't know, you know. I reckon yogurts
2: is one. one all of those yogurts, things where yeah. most of them are pretty good. Like all dogs go to heaven. All yogurts are pretty yeah. good.
0: I don't reckon I've ever had a yogurt and gone absolutely not. Oh, yeah, well, it's off, gone.
2: It's gone off. Which I know it's a horror movie podcast, podcast but point. I'm going
4: to quickly on on the point of yogurts. Yoghurts are fine unless they're presenting themselves as a true, you know, a true contender in the dessert forum. Yoghurt on its own. Yoghurt as a standalone, absolutely fine. But yoghurt when you can have ice cream, fuck off, yoghurt.
0: I've ever told you. I mean, we're really going off topic now and I do apologise. The yoghurt story from when I was in school in the uh, story. Like in. This, the <laughs> story, right? So there was a teacher. She had a bit of a problem with me. She <laughs> always, she always used to. I used, if I used to disagree with anything she said, she'd like make a proper example of me, and I hated it. Milriss and, Radford character, if
4: you know what you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I don't. What was her name? I think it was Mrs. James. Ratchet. She was Welsh. <laughs> um, I like. got nothing to do with it, but she was Welsh. <laughs> and just, just to paint said, a picture of, of right, a
4: character.
0: She's like do right, voice. Today, uh, oh god I can't do that well, yes. right today we're gonna <laughs> right today. Oh, we're gonna do yo- <laughs> I can't I won't um, she was like we're gonna make yogurt okay like bac- b- bacteria yogurt whatever um, so we've got some ingredients here of stuff you need the first ingredient is yogurt and I was like what hang on a minute you can't make something and the ingredient you're using to make it is the thing you want at the end that's ridiculous and she's like no no you need it to... and then she was hitting me with some science stuff you know the bacteria needs to how old were you replicate. this time were you rallying? it was secondary it was secondary school okay but i but for some reason i don't know whether just weeks and weeks of her ability in me had like built up but for some reason i was like i'm not having this this <laughs> is fundamentally ridiculous this isn't science this is a waste of time and like a proper like we just went head to head not physically obviously just uh like that and i was kicked out of the class and i never got to make yogurt um because i oh, didn't
2: need to make yogurt just go
0: and... no it was right there. Had yogurt in t- <laughs> there was literally a pot of yogurt there and i'm like you idiots what are you doing it's like going oh what are we going to make today lasagna we start off with lasagna right <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of cheese on it
2: that is oh, how you make lasagna you grow it you start off with one lasagna and then you yeah. grow it to be bigger I just like to plant the beer.
0: lasagna seeds in the, in the garden <laughs> and they all come
2: up. <laughs> they ding when they're ready to be pulled out. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, delicious. Yeah.
4: Uh, so, I, I love how we're, we're eventually evolving into like some kind of teacher vendetta podcast. <laughs> Have you got any teachers that you had a massive problem with, like really affected your life negatively?
2: Uh, yeah, but I'd like to not bring that up in the public. <laughs> <experience>. <laughs> all right, okay. That's for, that's for therapy.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's for quiet, quiet therapy time. We'll work uh, on him.
4: We'll work on him, listeners. Luke will. Uh, it's like teaching grievances <laughs> at some point.
0: Uh, okay. Horror news for this week. Pretty thin on the ground. Talk about oh. an anniversary though, because this was pretty exciting. Buffy the Vampire Slayer premiered twenty-five years ago this week. Uh, this is the, the original
2: movie, right? No, this, this show. Oh the show, not the movie. Even worse, really? Are you sure? <laughs>
5: Yeah, That's
0: what yeah. 19, 10th well. of March 1997 was when Buffy the Vampire Slayer premiered. Um, what is everybody's? right. Has everybody got a. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. Hang on a minute. Um, has everybody got a good relationship with the show? I named my childhood dog Buffy.
2: Uh, I used to love it. I mean, um, it was on. <laughs> as soon as I got home from school, I grab a yogurt, <laughs> fruit corner, strawberry oh, yeah, from the fridge. Corn, yeah. And then Buffy would be on. I but, think it was like six to half six ish or something like that. Um, but it's it was on I think cool, it was fairly Sky early, one. wasn't it? Yeah, Sky One, I think it was maybe I can't Buffy the
0: Buffy the movie was 1992.
2: Okay, yeah, I would have been like four at that point. So uh, but yeah, the the theme tunes is excellent.
5: No, nah, oh,
2: nah, the nah, theme nah, tune nah, is absolutely iconic. Easy to sing along to. It was great. I mean, I have to say I preferred Angel. I've kind of went along because i like the demons in la kind of vibe Mm. i never i never
0: i never ever watched angel angel's great so
2: many good moments and it ends in a really good way as well
0: Mm. just love everybody love willow Xander. love you know giles who obviously we will mention on this podcast as well um just like amazing roles and just obviously spike just just loved it it was uh it was great. It was pretty deep as well, you know, for a lot of the sort of subject matter I used to tackle. It wasn't always just Buffy kills a bloody vampire every week. Sometimes be, be yeah. a werewolf. Sometimes be a bloody there
2: werewolf. The, there was the episode where um, her mum dies. Yeah. I remember that being super emotionally charged for, for yeah. a six o'clock yogurt viewing. <laughs> where...
0: Six o'clock yogurt. How did you make that yogurt? How did you start?
5: making
4: it did you start, we, with start we start with the core ingredient of all yogurts which of course is yoghurt <laughs> <laughs> can't be messing around with curds and whey that's like sec that's that's only for master yoghurt makers
2: oh my god Yoghurt is,
0: is it like what's that thing when you when you make oh shit like bread but you need there's something that stays is like an ingredient for yeast some, yeah oh, i'm thinking of something in particular there that's right we'll get back to it <laughs> go, go. Go covering the important things um yeah so well, buffy the vampire vampire like 25, slayer 25 years
4: how does it hold up guys in your opinion because horror blind spot here i have seen one episode of buffy the vampire slayer um the one where there is a ventriloquist dummy That is the one that I have seen. I think I was in and out of the room for that, probably fetching a yoghurt.
2: If I were Um, you, I would just do, there's probably like a best of episodes list. There'd be like the top 10 episodes. And it'd be like the one, one would be like the gentleman, these creepy guys who don't say anything, who take people's voices. There's the musical episode. And the musical episode in any series is one of the best episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, There's a few really good, like really good months of the week style stories. Um, I don't know if I'd stay go through the entire thing because there's a lot of it.
4: That's always a challenge when there's a lot. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Maybe I'll just catch some other things because it wasn't that I didn't want to watch it. I think I just yeah. missed the first wave. We didn't have Sky at our house. It wasn't there, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't have so that. Was it was always on the Sky never, I think it was on like, BBC Two right? eventually. Because right?
2: it was yeah. a channel four. It feels I feel like I remember,
0: wasn't there like a particular time where it was like, Simpsons, followed by Fresh Prince, followed by, might have been a different channel, followed by Buffy. That makes sense, yeah. And then, I think it was a Friday night, because at 9 o'clock on BBC 2 was X-Files as well. It was like, what are you doing? you, you coming out? Coming out on Friday night? Absolutely not. I'm just oh, going to sit great. here, make a lovely bum yeah. groove in the sofa. My 6pm
4: viewing, it was less horror more sci-fi. I remember growing up, I'm older than you guys. At that age, when you'd be having those, when I was that particular age, it was Quantum Leap at our house on a Tuesday. Yes. Seeing what Doctor Sam Beckett was up to. Fantastic. Traveling about in time, mostly.
0: Should we do a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, or maybe should we watch the movie and do a Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie episode? (laughs) Be good.
2: I know some people rate the movie quite highly, but I I don't really remember it all that much. Remember, there's Uh, a guy in it called Pike. And for the TV show, they were like, I like that name, but it's missing something. Spike. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Sam Pike. Just shortened Sam bo
0: Spike. Yeah. Very nice. David Arquette's in it, apparently. In a yeah, yeah in the old oh, movie. maybe we'll
4: do Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. That
0: could be Hillary Swank is in it as well. Donald Sutherland. All Star Cast. un- sure? uncre- oh my listen to this. Uncredited Ben Affleck as basketball player number 10. Oh, yeah. Ricky Lake Go Ricky Seth Green Seth Green Oh my god Thomas Wait. Jane of Deep Blue oh, Sea Oh three.
4: my
2: god not seen film? this the, about the film the actor? TV show?
0: That's it this is the film Uh right if you guys are up for it Buffy the Vampire Slayer next month
4: Yeah Buffy the Vampire
0: yeah. Slayer next yeah. month Let's just do it look at that cast and let's just do Oh my god Rutger Hauer no, I don't even.
2: Uh, no, You're just saying names. <laughs> I just uh, like, say names. David the Coffee's in it as well. It's like a kid at school is bullshitting his way through lunch, just
4: making up yeah, so much Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Donald Trump's in it. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. At the start. We're
0: calling cold kid.
4: Yeah, yeah, they're all in it. The kid who's been like, oh yeah, my dad works in America. I've seen Gremlins three. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's been released in America for months. Yeah, yeah. shit, mate. Shit. Shit, mate, you talking shite. Uh okay, what other news <laughs> bits? Uh Halloween ends as wrapped filming. And apparently Evil Dead Rise is also wrapped filming, or at least f- maybe even completely finished everything. What does it mean when what do they say when everything's done and dusted? That's it.
2: In the can. In the can. And in the can makes it sound like they've got all it's the the, the dailies. <laughs> it's, in the d- <laughs> it's in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 in the it's, the so. toilet. it's almost ready. <laughs> Uh, like they've ends. got it all the dailies in the, in the film canisters. Or does it mean they've been through post production and they've got it in the final canister? Yeah, oh.
4: it's all yeah. digital now, it doesn't it? Well, I know yeah. with games it's that they go gold, isn't it? But what is it that's with films now? Tell none of us went to film school.
2: Online. Did he did he finish games before they put them out now? <laughs> no, that's optional. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> that's optional. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's optional. mean, it just depends how they feel. Uh, so, yeah, that's very exciting. I did put out on the Horror Hangout Instagram this week, uh, f- thinking up a, a way for Michael Myers to be actually killed, had a few answers. Um, Johan, friend of the show, Johan of Enigmatic uh, Production, said, Nuke him from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Obviously, quoting a, a famous line from Aliens Nuke him from orbit. Nuke him yeah. from orbit. And I think Troy, Troy Birch, mentioned, uh, mentioned just Put him in a bath of acid. Just Maybe coax, him in, coax a bath, him in. Bath
2: of acid, yeah.
0: Put him in bath of acid.
2: If you put like a little Laurie Strode, uh, like visage, like i I don't know, then you get like a picture of her in there. But yeah, getting to jump in. Is she? Oh, is is going to sac- like
4: a picture of her at the bottom of the bath of acid? You no know, go. Yeah. She's in there. You no know, go. Try and get her like a dog <laughs> seeing its own reflection in the acid.
2: Do, yeah, do that thing like with a dog when you have a stick and you kind of pretend to throw it. Like you have no, Laurie next to the bath of acid. And you pretend to throw her. He jumps straight in. I mean, I get him. she's gonna die as well, isn't she? No, no, no you don't throw be... her in. Just carbon go... cut out of her. Oh no, no I mean, you... I reckon oh, well, at the
0: end of end of this film, I don't know, I has got. A feeling oh it's yeah, gonna be she's a moment gonna... where she gets him and she's like, "Finally, I got him!" But then she looks down and he's got her too.
2: I think it'd be more of um, you know, in Independence Day, where he flies the ship into the. He flies his plane into the ship. Every yeah. one of those moments. Yeah. She's going yeah. to be in a plane and he's going to be in an alien spaceship. And she's going to fly <laughs> it, right into it. And Lower he finally take, he takes his mask seal. off because he can't see. Yeah, what, is this, what this says at the end? Happy Independence Day. Why, don't, why, not, why not? She says that. And she flies Hello, it. boys. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this quotes another film. Into a big space I'm laser. <laughs> And
0: everyone's confused, and you go, just deal with it, just live with it. whatever happens. Not, everyone's not going to be satisfied, so let's just. it. No. Is she going to say gonna evil, evil dies
2: anyone. tonight, or is she going to say evil
0: died tonight? Evil finally dies for real this time
4: tonight. Yeah, until next tonight. Time. Yeah, On
2: um, CNBC.
0: <laughs> CNBC. Uh, the okay. only other bit of news I've got is that apparently Rob Zombie's The Monsters movie has officially received a rating of PG. Which does mean it's not going to be proper good standard <laughs> proper good. It's not going to be standard Rob Zombie fair, but in the world of the yeah. monsters, which I guess is kind of a positive. I think a lot of people were worried about that, and you know, I think the so monsters obviously- should just
4: be out. Nice.
2: Where were all? Where was all the backlash when they did the banana splits and they made it horror? Oh yeah, full on horror. Where's all the banana splits fans? Well they do? <laughs> where are they? Come
0: out of the woodwork, where, where you, banana splits fans, and pipe up for your film. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and also, Cassandra Peterson, A.K.A. Elvira, has been cast yeah. in the movie um, as Barbara Carr, the number one real estate agent. Real real, <laughs> real estate. Uh, basically, I'm just saving time. All right? smashing words. Okay, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real estate agent in all of Mockingbird Heights. Uh, it's pretty cool to see her out of her. Elvira garb, uh, yeah.
5: yeah,
4: that's pretty much it.
0: thin on the ground in terms of news.
2: Nice, what are you have watching like
4: Batman. endless, Batman. endless sprite Fest movies.
2: Oh, uh, uh sorry, yeah. I did forget the Batman. I did watch the Batman, but we can't really talk about it yet until Andy's I've seen it. Andy's yeah. seen <laughs> it.
4: like I say, I, I know, spoilers for Batman. I'm guessing he probably wins at the end.
2: Oh, at what cost? At what cost. I would say to anyone who's not sure, it is a really good film. (laughs) But I think the first 45 minutes, the the Batman introductory stuff is excellent. Like it's the most amazing Batman stuff I think I've seen on screen. Like I don't want to spoil how they but the way they introduced him and and the way and his relationship with the city and the police, it's just done so so well. Like it's Matt Reeves knows how to make film. Actually, on the way out of the cinema, I was talking to uh, the guys I went to watch it with, and we were saying how it feels like the first movie in a long time where everything felt so purposely put together and not like slipshod, which where a lot of films kind of feel a little bit uh, yeah. kind of scattered a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, Matt Reeves, it, it, he knows what he, he knows what he wants. It's a real and deal. He, he just wants a lot of it. That's the only thing. It's a long film.
4: I'm looking forward to it. I'm just like, Just need to carve the time out to just go. I really desperately want to go just that things are busy
2: well I think it's going to be on
0: streaming pretty soon right I think I, saw... yeah, I think it might be did they say May I think it might be May or maybe, yeah. maybe earlier than that I might have...
4: I'm going to try and get to it before May but it's good to have that light at the end of the time if I really do fuck this then I can see it at yeah. home in May
0: I kind of think I, w- I don't want to see it in IMAX a lot of people who have seen it in IMAX have been saying it's an experience I would like to see it again
4: just go to the regular cinema and sit closer
2: yeah and listen <sighs> harder
0: <laughs> what are you doing you enjoying this film just listening <laughs> as hard as possible <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm just giving myself the IMAX experience
0: ah, I can't even know where to look up down left right
4: <laughs>
0: difficult yeah uh Andy you said you've seen some stuff did you say
4: oh yeah I've just been rattling off a couple of other random movies I thought I hadn't quite watched enough so I've been Blitzing through a a load of films, I watched something called *The Initiation*, which for a second, for well, for a good little few minutes, I was like, "Is this not actually a horror film? It's actually about how horrible college boys get away with being rapey, but then a guy with a hammer turns up and it's okay. It is a it is a horror film after all." Um, So that was (laughs) all right. And then I watched uh, Blumhouse's *Fantasy Island*. Oh yeah. Any good?
2: That's on Netflix, I think. Yeah,
4: that's I saw it. it it's, it's right. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. I watched. Uh, I watched that. It's all right, you know. It's not what I expected. It's a strange film. Um, yeah. Strange mm. property to reimagine as a horror, but it's got some interesting, interesting ideas to it. Mm. And then I watched uh, something called Dashcam, but not that one. Not the yeah. dashcam that um. Ah, a we are, dash cam. are Waiting for a cinema release of. I saw something called Dashcam was up and it was available. I was like, "Oh, okay," but it's not that one. It's uh, it's uh, like a thriller about um, it's like a screen movie, effectively, mostly a screen movie, um, mm-hmm. about someone who's actually editing together dashcam footage. And there's a bit of a conspiracy there, a bit of a thriller about it. Oh, it's a
2: screen style. movie, like no. screen screen, like a computer screen movie. Yeah,
4: like a yeah. like an Unfriended. Yeah, mm. but yeah, it's um. It's all right, but not the not the dash cam film I'm more excited to watch. But yeah, saw so those on top of um all the other fun things we have been watching for Fright Fest. I wonder when yes. we are gonna
2: to get to watch Dash Cam. I really want to watch that one. Is it
4: getting a yeah. cinema release this year?
0: I think so, yeah. I remember seeing some um details. It, had, on the mo- it was on the festival, movie
4: it. it was festival's end of last year, and I think it's getting some form of cinema run this year.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'll try and Explain. find. Oh here we go. Host director's new film lands UK release. Uh, Rob Savage's Dashcam will be released Friday June 3rd. Oh, not too far away. Not too far away. Could be worse, you know? Could be worse. Not too long to wait. Um I didn't see all that much this week. I did watch because after watching Batman I was like, well I want a bit well, a bit more Colin Farrell, but maybe Colin Farrell where kind of recognize him. And in a kind of like Batman um-esque link it's also directed by joel schumacher uh, that is the movie phone booth oh um, which i've not seen in a little while um, but oh my god going back to it i remembered uh, it's like the perfect time capsule for like early 2000s technology and clothes
5: <laughs> and oh. it's like
0: it's 2002 which in your head is like ah, 2002 oh yeah we all know what it's like back then oh my god it feels like it's just insane like how different life seems to be
4: when you reviewed it then i saw it popped yeah. from my letterbox and just colin farrell's hair on that poster
0: yeah this hair is looking spectacular you think 2002
4: um, you think people had the same haircuts as they did now it didn't yeah
0: no it is like one of the most. honestly for the for the running time. It's like one of the most perfectly, what tightly wound, perfectly written little thrillers. It's written where... by
2: Larry Cohen as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, so he he wrote um stuff like uh,
2: the stuff. Q, oh, well, Q- yeah, the, the stuff Maniac serpent. Cop, yeah. the
0: Winged Serpent. So you get that sort of vibe. There is definitely like a sort of grimy new york vibe even though on on the surface is quite glossy um because but then it kind of represents the character of uh, that colin farrell plays Stu Shepard, where he's like a pr dude and he's got the talk and the suits and all that stuff but deep down he's a womanizing little slug <laughs> um <laughs> the only the only problem with this film i think is over too soon it like dials right up dials right up dials right up to the point where you're like holy shit what's going to happen and then it kind of just ends. It kind of just goes,
4: nah. Eh, yeah. You know
0: what? Um, it's got a you've great. Had enough. You've had enough. <laughs> yeah, you've had enough phone it. booth. It's got a great. <laughs> it's got a great opening. Uh, sorry, ending sort of like twist, not twist, but like shocking moment. But also one of my favorite lines in it is when a woman's trying to get to use the phone, and Colin Farrell's is obviously using the phone, and she bangs on the bangs on the glass, and then she goes, "Oh, you made me hurt my dick hand."
2: <laughs> dick hand. <laughs>
0: Which I thoroughly Larry, enjoyed.
2: Larry heard that in real life and was like, "I'm putting yeah. that into a film, putting that in." I
0: for, I forgot Forrest Whitaker was in it as well. I knew yeah. Kiefer Sutherland or the voice
2: of Kiefer Sutherland was, but um, in, talking about Colin Farrell movies, I think the the my favorite one has got to be In Bruges. Yeah, oh, yeah. In Bruges,
4: it's great, definitely, so good. So so good. I have to watch so, that every so often. Just yeah. just such a delightful movie. Yeah. Even though it's about some horrible things.
2: Perfect. Isn't it? It's just the perfect <laughs> film.
5: Yeah.
4: And is it
0: Ray Fines as well? Is he? Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah.
0: Amazing character. Uh yeah, but that is pretty much it because obviously time has been taken up by watching a load of old fright as fest.
4: Much of fright fest as we could possibly get in our eyes. I uh, yeah. yeah. Full up? are you full up yeah i'm satisfied well, i've had a pleasant sufficiency i'm not not too much i'm not bloated from all this fright festing
2: yeah i feel I'm like too. i could go for a couple more i've not had as i've not had as much to eat from the fright fest buffet as you guys <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i think um if, if the link's still working i think i might like still depending on what you guys review today mm. i might try and watch a couple more
0: yeah. So Fright Fest Glasgow happened only just last weekend. So from the first te- the 10th of March to Saturday the 12th of March um, 12 movies 12, is it 12? Yeah, 12 Twelve movies were shown. Um, I think there was like uh, interviews of the directors afterwards as well and stuff like that. But we Q&As
4: it... and everything that were live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the UK's number one horror and fantasy film festival back in person for the first time at Glasgow Film Theatre. Um it's been Fright Fest, second home for 17 glorious years. Obviously, the number one home is yeah. in London. Um, London. So, yeah, we were lucky enough to view a lot of the films here in a very like varied bunch of movies as well. Very bunch of movies like different genres within the horror spectrum. Uh, yeah, so I guess what we're going to do is talk through all of them, give our thoughts and opinions on it. Not Spoil them, I guess, as much, yeah, but also probably we're not going to give them a direct rating either. I don't think we're just gonna talk about them in general. And yeah, uh, I think uh,
2: maybe we can recommend a, a few that we think, yeah, for people th- when they can watch these movies. I think we're gonna
0: recommend a few, and we might do a mini award ceremony at the end of the episode yeah. to try and highlight some of our favorite performances or the favorite film over. Um, in general, sorry. So, yeah, that'd be good. I guess the best place to start would be with the film that was screened. Well, the film on the list is the first one we saw, which was screened first, um, on Friday, which is a movie called "Let the Wrong One In." Was this the festival opener? No. So I think there was oh. a festival opener on Thursday evening, um, which was a late edition. Um, A movie called Night's End. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see that one. So that opened, opened every open proceedings on Thursday, but let the wrong one in. I'm going to, I am going to say, let the right one in every single time. Yeah. Um, Was, yeah. So this film is uh, directed by uh, by Connor McMahon, stars Carl Rice, Ewan Duffy, Anthony Head. Uh, Synopsis is. When Matt's estranged older brother, Deco, turns up at his flat looking terrible one morning. Matt figures he's just on another typical loser bender, but Deco's symptoms turn out to be more than just a wicked hangover, and his newly grown fangs leave little doubt he's fallen victim to a group of vampires terrorizing Dublin.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: Um, What what a concept.
4: (laughs) We've all seen this one, right? Let the wrong one in. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. We sure have. Uh, Yeah, so this is obviously a horror comedy, Um, probably leaning heavily into the comedy because I laughed a lot during this. Um, Some of uh, the gags (laughs) were really
2: funny. Yeah. Like genuinely funny.
0: Yeah. It was good. I thought it was great. I thought all the performances were great. Obviously, Anthony Head is in it as a vampire hunter. Henry, which was a lovely lovely surprise. (laughs) <laughs> he loves trains in the air. So
2: yeah, what did
0: what did you guys think of this one?
2: I mean, like, so it's... Uh, it, I guess you kind of have a sh- Shaun of the Dead kind of vibe in, in terms of like it's a horror, like a pretty normal horror concept, but it's done in a kind of very silly way. It's very gaggy, um, and which I love. But just to give you like a sense of the kind of gags in there, there's a bit where the Decker, who's who's a vampire, and he doesn't know what he's capable of. And uh, the main character is telling him to turn into a vampire bat. And he tries really hard and he lets out a fart. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like giggling at that for so long because it was so yeah. silly. But uh, <laughs> that <It> was, <laughs> but that's kind of level of humor. And I, I just, I think it's this film that like, had like was super inventive. Like, the whole idea of the main nest of vampires was like a Hindu. They got a bit in whilst out in Romania or somewhere because you got cheap flights over there. And now like they were kind of taking over the city, still in their Hindu gear. <laughs> yeah. the entire thing. I think one was like did someone have like a, a, a penis balloon or something.
0: Yeah, I think it was penis balloons, L plates, uh all the yeah. classic Hindu garb, which was uh which was lovely. But yeah, I think like every character is great. I mean, you and Duffy as deco in particular is yeah, Great. he's and phenomenal. Face, he's such,
4: his face really suited it. As well. He's such a good yeah. character. Someone who has he's done bad things, and in in lots of ways, he's an awful person. But you still quite like him. You still yeah. quite like him an awful lot.
0: Yeah. What I like about this is with a horror comedy, there's a fine line, isn't there? Because sometimes it kind of tries to take the piss out of certain horror tropes and gets it gets it wrong because you're just like, you oh, okay. Taking a piss out of the horror tropes, but they're still fundamentally enjoyable. But with this, it just leans so heavily into those horror tropes and yeah. isn't like ashamed to just be incredibly silly yeah. with pretty much everything, every character, and every turn.
4: It leans in the into plot. the horror tropes really well and like plays with like vampire mythology and so on. But at the same time, I think a lot of the comedy comes from the delivery of the characters in that situation, and all of the characters are really quite compelling. Even though, you know some of the side characters, like Deco's girlfriend, is yes. brilliant, and just the conversation between between Matt, uh, and, you know, our main character, and some of the others, like the way he talks to his mom, and you know the way he talks to his. I think you owe your brother an apology. I'm not going to apologize. Yeah, okay, I will. Uh, it's. It's a lot, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed watching this movie. It's just a nice, easy watch. And I know whenever you have a like a horror comedy, your mind immediately is drawn to, oh, Shaun of the Dead was popular. And for a period of time, not long after Shaun of the Dead's release, I think we did get a lot of things that were directly riffing on that and trying to mm. lean yeah. into think- that success. But I think this... And for other there are others other examples too, but this is a great example of something that I don't feel like this is Shaun of the Dead, but vampires. I think it has a great deal of its own personality and own identity behind it. I, I don't feel like someone is trying to do an Edgar Wright impression necessarily.
0: And I never really thought about what we do in the shadows as well. Obviously, another vampire comedy. The only thing was the character of Nick in What We Do in the Shadows reminded me a little bit of Deco, where he was just like pretty keen to you know, enjoy being a vampire or leaning into all the vampire y stuff and then quickly realizing it kind of sucks uh, <laughs> being a vampire. But I just loved when he was like stumbling home, like after a night out, and like always acting like he's got a hangover, but like all of a sudden, Jesus
4: Christ, <laughs> over- I love the vampires that are able to go outside as long as they have umbrellas. Yeah, classic. There was uh, also,
2: uh, <laughs> like a evil dead one style special effects like oh, uh yeah. there's a bit where I think vampire, faces melt yeah like it clay porridgey melty face bit but also it's was, it was ridiculous at times there's one bit where anthony had he was like he had a dead vampire and he was carrying it around around his taxi and oh, there was yeah. a body and he went around the corner and it was just holding like a plastic skeleton on the other side <laughs> like it yeah. had like ten to <laughs> skeleton yeah, it yeah. was really funny, really silly. I think I really like that tongue-in-cheek silliness quite a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely. Um, and th- there was a particular scene as well, which I, which I think I mentioned before, but which I was like proper cracking up at is when um, Deco ter- actually turns into a bat, but he's just a head with,
5: with
4: <laughs> wings. It's also
2: a specific face as well.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. It's and the best uh, face for it. The actor that plays Deco is such a good he just like suits a gold fangs little face. he yeah. just
0: suits fangs and uh, yeah I highly recommend this especially if you're into horror comedy if, if you enjoy what we do in the shadows obviously which is very popular the TV show at the moment as well this is definitely something worth
2: I've got, um, checking out I've got for a couple of these films not for all of them I've got some name game if you want oh, to go on go. No just the one just a one. Okay. Just a one. <laughs>
5: okay.
2: so 16 year old Matt is a little too nice for his own good And when he discovers that his older estranged brother Deco has turned into a North Korean politician, he has to decide whether to let him in. Do you know what that one would be?
0: Let the
4: wrong Let the wrong
2: un in. in. Let the Kim Jong un. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. You've outdone
0: yourself. I mean you don't you outdo yourself every week, but Thank you. There we go. <laughs>
4: thank you. Let the Kim
0: Jong-un. <laughs>
4: so, uh, overall, are we quite unanimous on this one? Um, yeah. I, I guess yeah, Like for everything, there's going to be a, I think for every one of the films we talk about, there's going to be a, if you like X, you'll probably enjoy this, but I think for your general horror fan, if you have even the slightest interest in horror comedy, if you're not a purist, I like my horror to be serious, thank you. I like horror and taxes, and these are the two things. If that isn't you, then you'll have a good time with this. Like it, it's a lot of fun to and you can you'll enjoy it. Seek this one out for sure. Yeah,
0: definitely. I've got a name game just popped into my head. Oh, oh. God. Uh <laughs> uh sixteen year old Matt discovers his older estranged brother has been bitten by uh vampire Cisco. And he faces he's facing oh, a let dilemma. Let the, let thong, the thong song, song in. in. Let the thong oh, song, fong song fong in.
2: Thong <laughs> song in. That's what i to say. What a banger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go sorry uh yeah so i think we're all we're all pretty happy with that um we all enjoyed it and we'll move on to the next movie which is a cloud so high which is his is world premiere at fright fest last weekend directed by christopher lee parson stars john savage aaron perilio jessica lundy uh, synopsis is while living under the roof of his aging, disgraced ex-cop father, Gene, uh, mentally unstable war veteran Paul evolves from petty thief and ransacker to brutal killer.
4: Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Natural this evolution. one. You know. Full disclosure. I think we we got the screener of this one. It's got a slid under the door at the last moment, right? So we haven't had a chance to perhaps digest this one quite as much. I was able to catch it though. Um, I understand from a little bit of reading that this film has been in production for quite a long time. So passion project of writer-director, I'm afraid I don't have it in front of me if you have the, the creator's name on one of your many tabs, Ben. I want to make sure we name Christopher Lee Parson. Christopher Lee Parson. So working on it for a number of years, it's done in kind of a mockumentary style. So it's crossed between... You know, there are some documents that come up on screen that show like a little bit of exposition and some of the stories that are going in there. It has a lot of interviews to camera spliced with some, you know, uh, dramatised acted scenes as well as the as these interviews to camera. So it's got a very particular style in which this is this is delivered. Uh, total contrast to the, the previous film we talked about, it is played... Very straight. I understand it's in, it's influenced very heavily by some of the real stories of the, the Golden State killer in the US, the you know, the famous serial killings over there. Um, it has some interesting elements to it. Um I think that the the style of it will be a hit for a lot of people if you're a big fan of true crime and the way the true crime documentaries are quite often put together, but in a fictional sense, you'll get you'll get that vibe from this and you'll get something out of it. Um, full disclosure, I think some will find it a little bit more difficult to follow or get along with. But it's really great to see any film that, you know, especially a creator has invested so oh, long lot time. In, you... in building. I, I'm not sure what the hurdles have been. I know a lot of time is invested apparently in getting all of the interview content done. Um, but I imagine the last couple of years with, um, with coronavirus has probably added to that timeline as well. Um, but yeah congratulations but after what, what sounds like has been a, a, a labor of love getting out there
0: of course how would you say this film was a horror movie because obviously for a lot of it, I've been reading about it was um, it just like a, a sort of psychological horror yeah say? I'd
4: say it, it leads into the psychological horror I say there there are some touches to it which may be, um, imply that some viewers of the crimes presented feel they could be a, a supernatural element. There's an element to it at one point where some of the talking heads and speakers indicate that, oh, hey, maybe this is a misunderstood character, and actually he was a, um, you know, he was a, a psychic character who's preventing crimes from being committed, but it's, just a, it's a minor touch that happens there. Okay. Primarily, I think if you're approaching this on the strictest terms, you would say this is a Mockumentary first and first and foremost, possibly a psychological um, mm-hmm. thriller, maybe, um, with the way that the characters are, are portrayed. Obviously, the the main character is quite disturbed, having had his uh, you know from traumas from his time in in the military. So it's a lot driven into that. There aren't necessarily traditional horror scares and so on. It's presented quite openly as to what this is. So you Our know you don't actors. have to. You don't have to Sorry, chasing yeah. down of the of the actual um, victims, you know, portrayed violence and victims. It's not presented yeah. in the same narrative sense as a
0: as a, a young white actor whiteboard. as well, Aaron Perillia, who plays Paul, young. Yeah. He says 22 twenty two, twenty two years old here.
4: In terms of yeah, I don't. Know. How old is that? How old he is now on his on his. I guess profile?
0: how how old the character is in that in this particular movie yeah so
4: it yeah he strikes me as being quite a quite a young guy I haven't I'm not familiar with him in anything mm. else either but yeah it's it's an interesting an interesting concept I would say definitely one to take a look at if you're one of the big true crime heads so you you all over Ben I know you love a, a night crawler and earth there's a murder in that yeah. hotel program <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did enjoy well night night uh what's it not, not, night, God, stalker. night stalker, stalker. Okay. night stalker, yeah. night stalker. Yeah. Um, any any name game, Luke? <laughs> <What>? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I got one. one. I got one. Uh, while living under the roof of his aging disgraced stepfather, Sean of Sean of the Dead fame, mm-hmm. uh, evolves from petty thief and ransacker to zombie killer, alongside the actor who played his stepdad.
4: Um, so, A Cloud So Nigh yeah. yeah,
0: I mean I don't know where that came from I think as soon as you said children are dead in the, Talking about the last film, my brain started ticking um, There we go Okay,
4: I'll do a quick one for you then um, So <laughs> The um, Traumatised by his time In Soldier, the military ring Of electric, uh, the military wing Of the electric company Shinra um, The Protagonist of Final Fantasy 7 gets absolutely drugged off his nut. A cloud so high, a cloud so, a cloud so high. Correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love, I, I love it when, when the name game in the answer is just the name of the film. Yeah, I feel like that's that's even better than a different one, if anything. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was a cloud so high. Next up, we have got a movie called Homebound which is directed by Sebastian Godwin, who Andy was lucky enough to talk to quite extensively about this film. Uh, that is a, available as a bonus episode on the feed. If you're watching on YouTube, the video is also here on that platform, uh, or there on that platform.
4: if uh, you're listening to this, you can also listen to that. It's exactly, there we go. It's context it stars, sensitive, is
0: that? Ashley, oh, I, always, I struggle with this name, Ashley. Ashley. Ash Lane, Loftus, Tom Goodman-Hill, Rafaela Chapman. Uh, this was the UK premiere of this film. Synopsis is, Richard decides to take his new girlfriend, Holly, home to meet his two estranged children, Anna and Ralph. With his ex-wife nowhere to be seen upon their arrival, the couple start trying to repair old wounds and bitter resentments. Uh, and the kids are off their bloody nut or summer.
4: The kids are being very mysterious and wrong. And um, you're right, I interviewed the writer, director, Sebastian of this. And if you listen, Sebastian, thank you for being such a nice man. A pleasure to interview. Um, a
0: lovely feel-good interview to listen to, uh, which, I, which I did enjoy.
4: Oh, thanks, Ben.
0: Stellar work of serious film journalism, Mr. Andy uh, Connualt.
4: Yeah, did my best. We're a nice jumper and everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got so, a nice jumper
0: on today, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I know. It's that. yeah. that's
4: <laughs> that's a little waffle red number. <laughs> waffle. Um, delicious. Yeah, so, I mean, I looked at some of Sebastian's other films, and he has history of writing his own work and also adapting, um, uh, you know, short stories and classic literature. Um, some, of other, some of his other films are actually available on his website. Um, he, you'll see in the interview if you listen to it, he bases a lot on family dynamics and the horror that comes from family, sometimes in, with the involvement in children, in this particular story, there's a lot about the experience of um, a step parent. So, in this mm. case, uh, Ashley yeah, Loftus' character coming in as like the new, the new stepmom, who's never having met these kids, having now already married their dad. Um, you know, feeling like an outsider and not getting into it. And yeah, watching so, this movie. Sorry, did man, they, you
0: sorry. Did they get married like secretly? Off, I think they just out in the.
4: Just got married i'm not sure i don't the recall fact, now if the their relationship today? is is <laughs> brought in there but for some reason, she hasn't had the opportunity to meet the kids beforehand yeah. um and the things you get from this movie as you go it's certainly not until the later portions it's not it's nothing that is um you know it's not that you get there and your kids are knife-wielding maniacs like leaping out from under the beds and slashing at your feet like poor old Judd from, um, <laughs> from, from Pet cemetery. cemetery. It, it, it's got an unsettling vibe about this. And this comes up when I was discussing with Sebastian and I, I hope he got to see this when he was at the UK premiere looking at an audience watching this for the first time oh yeah he did
0: mention sorry he did mention in the interview that he hadn't been in the same room as anybody else viewing this film yeah he hadn't been Uh, able to
4: see the when they screened it in the u.s obviously he was stuck not being able to travel so this weekend just gone he will have been able to see people react to the movie and it's something i got watching it as well like i was uh joking saying you know there are this is some this is a movie of red flags and which at what point the red flag would go up for you in this situation is an interesting thing to um to go to go through because there are a couple of events that happen and you know there's the, the kids are acting a bit funny but then there are little things in there like i don't think we specifically mentioned the ages of the children but they are young teenagers the two and then there's a younger daughter as well right so yeah at the outside maybe the son is 14 15 Mm -hmm. but they're, they're all quite young and then on the first night where they're having dinner little things that i think they're not directly horror elements but they start to just make the hairs on your neck stand up and start to look at it a bit sideways. Like the dad is... What are you eating there? ...perfectly okay <laughs> with kids. First, it's like, oh, we'll have we'll, we'll allow them to have a glass of wine. It is a celebration, and that's after str- all. That's strange. And then before be you know in any he's <laughs> pouring the kids' shots of vodka and he's... And you think... Party time! <laughs> and, and it is. And you can imagine being, like, the outsider in that situation. Like, if you are... Oh my God. An I feel we... seeing children, and then, but their parent is there, and it's like, do I, yeah, do, do I say, say something? Anything? Do I? Do How I? How many not... times
0: we've all been involved in like, so, as an outsider, suddenly being involved in a family dynamic and feeling uncomfortable with it, just because they're obviously acting in ways that they've always acted or acted for years, and you there as an outsider, just like, mm-hmm, this is totally
5: normal.
0: <laughs> have you ever been <laughs> at your
4: grown up? Have you have been at your friend's house when they've had a row with their mom and dad.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So awkward. So, so awkward. I remember I had a... <laughs> I, I, I was like, I think we we're wrestling, me and my me and my friend, like, do, doing the... Uh, I think I scaled the top rope, uh, which was just uh, the corner of the bed, and did a diving headbutt uh, onto, onto my friend. Yeah. And uh, I knocked a tub of, like, wet-look gel, which had the lid off for some reason, onto the ground... <laughs> And my and my friend just completely dobbed me in. Just went, oh for God's sake, oh mum, you never guess what he's done. And so not only did I witness that, I got told off by the mum. That's even worse.
4: Told off.
0: What? I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. You're gonna clean this up. Well, you
4: know, well, we were once staying at one of my one of my friends' houses, and I think <laughs> one of the I got to see it full circle because we'd we've been around, we've been teenage boys so we've basically made a right old mess around like we've gone to bed having like we've we've gone to bed having like we've, got, we've, we've gone, to like having like, gone to bed having like you know we've cooked food we'd left lights on uh, and things like that but i had woke like we were, we were sleeping over we we're sleeping over on like it there's two of us on my friend's bedroom floor sleeping there and like our sleeping bags and everything and then his mum and dad had come home late And I could, and I woke up quite early first. They'd come home late at night. And I was hearing his mom and dad getting like angry about this downstairs. I could hear them going through saying, like, all these lights on, there's like food in the (laughs) there's like it's
0: like bloody blackpool illuminations in here. (laughs)
4: Dirty dishes in the sink, the front doors unlocked. And like you could you could hear this coming up, and then it's like, oh no, this is gonna be like someone's gonna have a stern word with him later on, and then I think it was my, my friend's dad was the one that made the... They were obviously so wound up about like having having the, all this mess being made that they came upstairs and they got all the... They had three, three sons and they got them all up at whatever time it was. I'm not sure if it was late at night or <laughs> effectively early in the morning. And they got them all up and they were obviously so angry. They didn't care they had friends sleeping over. They gave them such, such a telling off. um and, and like were you, 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 where, where were you at that point uh, we I, w- I was still there like i, I was, was still in there like in my, <laughs> yeah. bed, in my sleeping bag doing my best i'm still asleep like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm still
0: asleep that's why, i'm, uh, I'm uh, having that's a lovely sleep here
2: that's my way my way of getting away from like murderers and stuff I'm just gonna pretend <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> asleep
0: oh he's asleep i'm gonna murder him that would be out of order <laughs>
4: well he's not witnessed anything so uh yeah exactly scary. yeah um yeah, and and it's got that kind of. Obviously, we were the children in that situation, but it's like in the film, you get that that sense and that feeling of like, when would you say something about this? And you know, things things continue to grow and continue to to What's escalate in this one.
0: It's one of those relationships where, obviously, it's a bit of it seems like a bit of a whirlwind romance where they've obviously met each other, and that realization. When someone is introduced to the person you love's life, and you see them interacting with somebody, you re- you might go, "I've made a huge mistake," because <laughs> yeah. for some reason, just the two of us, it was lovely. I feel it feels great. Suddenly, his kids are involved, and you're like, "The way he's interacting with him, you're like, oh my god, he might be a weirdo." How have I not noticed?
4: <laughs> How have oh, I not noticed? I've been blindsided by this. Yeah, the um, and apparently, both of the both of lead actors have worked together as well. I think they've both been in um. Mr. Selfridge. It's like it's like a, a big, you know, like a big high Bridget, yeah, Bridget TV drama that they're both did in together. I recognize the
0: main, the lead, uh, Thomas Goodman Hill. I recognized him. I think he's he's had minor roles in quite a lot of sort of fairly big movies. I think he's in.
4: No, I was going to say I think he's in something then, but I don't think he is. Um, Thomas Goodman Hill, I think, does a great job of being um, quite a sinister dad. You know, he's he is. Quite unsettling when he's trying to be nice. Even there's there's a great unsettling energy to him. And um, our lead our lead actress. I keep going to say a different first name because I know someone else with the last name Loftus. What's her first name?
0: Uh, what of the lead actress? Yes. You're gonna make me say the name again. I struggled with Ashlyn. Ashlyn. Right. Sorry. So Aisling Loftus. What was that
2: again, Ben? Sorry. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you cut out. A, she likes to be called A for short <laughs>
4: Yeah. Don't want to just use a, like a surname, Ash- like, like she's in an army regiment that I've somehow took command. Of. So Ashley Loftus is um, Loftus. She does a great bit of like the facial acting in particular that she pulls off, just the expressions when she's in a situation where she can't really say anything or doesn't want to say anything, just like looking with abject horror at some of these it's, things that are going it's on. It's the
0: film where the horror of uncertainty is more so <laughs> it's more so about that than it is about anything you see or even like when things are kind of revealed it's not as it's, it's that uncertainty that comes before it which is unnerving i yeah. find. Uh,
4: and just going back to talking about Sebastian when I'm talking when talking with him about this and some of his inspirations. He pulled out some of the unsettling feelings that you get from um, other films that have like the like the child horror. So he brings up Don't Look Now as an example, even though it's the absence yeah, of a child of that causes that horror. For me, um, it does give you the energy of things like the the innocence. They haven't got the supernatural elements of things like Children of the Damned, but there is a, a degree of that. There are The way the children... Yeah, Beh- uh, a behaving. There's quite an unsettling element to also, it as well.
0: One particular unsettling part: swimming pool. Yeah, Something like that. Also, for two for two reasons. Number one, what get the leaves the out. Give it a sweep. Get the first one. Get the bloody leaves out. Because I was just like, "There's no way I'm getting in that swimming pool I'm like
4: horrible
0: oh, uh, 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 wet leaf going down
4: your throat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I just, oh, I don't know. Horse play in a swimming pool people people dunking people like that you need the only thing swimming. that makes me more uncomfortable is people fucking about near the top of the stairs don't fight on the
0: stairs you don't idiots! don't fucking run don't fa- don't fuck about it. no petting no heavy petting is that on See, the sign anymore i don't
2: mind the top of the stairs thing like, <laughs>
0: because, uh, no, i don't mind a bit heavy
4: petting or oh, a yeah, bit no, of pushing around the top of the stairs yeah i don't mind Will that I, I don't Will
2: like, like uh, the whole dunking in, in the pool thing like yeah. that i don't know that seems deadly so you All get right. a jason
0: I just you go, Jason. Jason. I went. Yeah. So, I, I'm sorry. I'm just telling such boring stories today. But
5: I just went. a <laughs> story.
0: I went swimming with uh, like years ago with my both, both my young nephews and my daughter. So they're all quite young. You dunking it? Kind of, like, they were all, all under my watch, obviously. And at one point. I think a few people were jumping in, and obviously everyone had on bands on. But I just turned around, and one of my nephews was just underwater with his eyes open, just
5: like so tread in
0: water, <laughs> water, but underwater. Like they, like lifting him up, and I went, "You're doing it right? backwards." <laughs> what
2: happened to him? He's
5: Why was
0: he under? Jason know. now. <laughs> Why was he under there? He's, he's a Jason, Jason now. now.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's only
4: like eight, but he's a Jason. Yeah, he's um, a he's a big, like six and a half foot tall hopping <laughs> mask wearing <square and> lunatic. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's all it takes uh, a couple of minutes.
0: That's that. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. Uh yeah, seek yeah. this
4: one out. Like if you like yeah. you know, your domestic thrillers, if you like things that have like the horror of family and so on, it's a nice slow burn. It's good. You'll get some unique discomfort from this one, I think. Plus, like I say, director that's just the way you were super nice saying. guy, support the work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Pins and needles in one leg. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree, Andy, definitely. Um, the next movie is now I can't say the name of this movie without remembering an iconic moment from it's from a British soap, even though I've never really watched soaps, but I remember this moment uh, when Cat Slater and her, I think it's her niece, are having an argument. Zoe. And the niece, Zoe, that's it. And she says, You're not my
5: mother.
0: Silence, a few seconds. And then Kat Slater says, Yes, I am. Uh, which is obviously an iconic moment. I hope that inspired the title of this film somewhat. I mean, I'm pretty sure it did. So this movie is called You Are Not My Mother. It's directed by Kate Dolan. Cast includes Paul Reed, Hazel Dupay, Jade Jordan. Uh, Synopsis is something (laughs) strange. Something something strange happened in Ireland. Uh, Something strange has happened to Angela. Her teenage daughter, Char, is is convinced. Ever since her single mother returned home following an inexplicable absence, Shah has observed subtle changes in posture, personality, and appetite. Welcome at first, prior to her disappearance, Angela had been bedridden and an irresponsible parent. The differences soon become worrying. and As, as they would. Yeah, um, yeah so this, this is another film set in Ireland which which was interesting.
4: We've got quite a lot from the um like I I guess a lot of um Irish filmmakers are represented on I'm not sure it's by particularly the the publication company that were good enough to provide us with screeners but it's been good it's been it's been fantastic it's been great to see some different names some different talent Mm. but I tell you what I watched this one just after I watched Let the Wrong One In and I was given some Whiplash from fun vampire <laughs> oh, antics yeah, to someone God. whacking a baby oh. on a bonfire in the opening moments here, but oh, yeah. so um, you didn't laugh. You didn't laugh at that bit. <laughs> maybe I didn't take it as they as they intended with the with the right comedy chops. But I'm being <laughs> frivolous. It's a it's it's a very different type of movie. This one has a dark and serious tone to it, right? With a lot of you're the folk horror expert of the podcast, Ben. You should describe this.
0: I'm the folk horror expert because yeah. I've
4: seen that nine hours that you watched that nine <laughs> hour documentary on folk horror. car <laughs> i watched that nine
0: hour long documentary i mean yeah it was a few sittings um i think the um the performance by char hazel dupay is like one of the best performances from a young actress i've seen like a young actress in in the first film i've seen her in mm-hmm. for ages i was literally just like she is so convincing like you know How many times in films, in any film of any genre, is there like a bully, a bully like narrative or a bully sort of plot thread that you follow and you're like, okay, I've seen it, I've seen that, I've seen this. Do you you know how watching the bullies in um, It, for example, Mm. how you feel when they approach um, and you feel like genuinely terrified, like almost more terrified from the bullies and what's going to happen, what the outcome of that situation is going to be than the actual? horror elements of those films like i remember oh god don't please oh what's going to happen someone's gonna there's always one person in the bully in the group of bullies who
4: seems to think murders on the cards Uh... yeah that's (laughs) what i say like the problem with film bullies (laughs) is that sometimes they're unrealistically psychopaths but then are the most prone to being stood up to and it's um kelly in this one right who's like
0: yeah,
2: I'm gonna
4: burn your face off.
0: It? Yeah. But uh, I just think from Hazel Hazel Dupe, I'm hoping I'm saying her name correctly. It might be Dupe. Apologize. Uh, whichever whichever pronunciation of that is correct. Um, I thought she was she was great. Um, more so than possibly the lead, um, her mother, her mother's role. Well, I think she was great as well. I just think she I just think the daughter character really carried this. Yeah, and it's a great
4: central, it's a great central character, and as you say, for such a young actor to carry the emotional weight and the discovery of this film quite a lot of screen time around i would also give props to the the one bully character that becomes a friend i think uh the actor that plays suzanne is it i think that is probably one of the more sympathetic and sort of layers so it's uh, Jordan jones um, yeah, a lot of the characters like, have got great okay. dynamic like that okay. is something yeah. a that... really nice change that you get right. One of the most more one of the more realistic things that you can get someone who is slightly antagonistic at first, but it isn't two dimensional. Mm. You are a bully; it is someone who has their own things going on, and then they you know they actually do warm to the main character. I think it was a really great dynamic between them, and it's kind of a lifeline for the character in the film. Yeah, and I
0: think it was a great dynamic between the main family as well. Like it wasn't your conventional family setup. Um, and I think that was really interesting seeing how those characters and how when that un- when the daughter character was unsure about what was going on for mum, it was kind of really did make that family dynamic shine. Um, but yeah, and again, fear of the unknown as well, which is genuinely pretty scary it reminded me in some places of under the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, when obviously Scarlett Hansen is this otherworldly, what is she? What what's going on behind those eyes? Eh? What's going on? Yeah. What are you? That sort of vibe. Um
4: I get a it? lot of um I think visually some of the horrific things we see here, maybe what amongst some of the visually most frightening films of the festival that, that we might have seen here. There is uh uh there's almost like a dash to some of the horror visuals of like a Cronenberg element to it. Like particularly, um, I know it's, uh, I know, it's the, you know it's Brandon Cronenberg rather than, rather than David, but like there are bits of it facially that even get me kind of, uh, not in a reductive way, but just to give people who haven't seen this yet a comparison. If you've seen Possessor, some of the things that come about with sort of facial features and the distortions oh, you yeah. get about this um it was really interesting um and i and a film that kept me guessing i didn't i couldn't decide throughout the movie yeah until until it all comes together towards the end i spent so much time going oh this person's behind it or it's going to be this or it's going to be this metaphor for for a thing or is going to be supernatural. It could like have I, easily
0: gone yeah. in a few different ways, and I think it would have worked in any way it would have went. But the the way it went was a lot more folk horror, and you know I love it when films lean into those into those various like myths and legends and stuff like that. Maybe like the the myths and legends that aren't covered as much in mm-hmm. mainstream media, particularly horror. Uh, the ones, the ones you kind of feel like you want to Google afterwards. Oh what?
4: What's this? Um.
0: Yeah, I guess. Without without spoiling anything. Would uh, you recommend
4: yeah. this one overall? What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I think in terms of, I think this was the nice one of one of the nicest looking films. Like in terms of mm. the cinematography, was really good. Um, as I said, the performances were great, and that uh, mystery that was the centralised mystery and it was really engrossing as well a lot of these films like kicking on at 90 minutes long as well and I think we definitely realised that that is the perfect length for for like a horror film um, I like the longer ones as well but those 90 minutes one I and love, done, in and I out lo- I,
4: yeah I, lo- I love a 90 minutes and then it's a little extra treat when you when, you know 90 minutes is your bar and something comes in at 84 and you're like oh.
0: Hello. <laughs> I'll sit and watch Ooh, the credits. Yeah. Very cheeky. Uh, yeah, so th- definitely recommend that one as well. Moving on. Next was a sequel. Um, I haven't actually seen the, the first movie of this, but I think you did, Andy. I have seen the original, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is Wormwood Apocalypse, uh, directed by Kia Roche Turner, starring Jay Gallagher, Bianca Brady, Luke McKenzie. It's the UK premiere, it's an Australian movie. Synopsis is, siblings Barry and Brooke join forces with fellow rebels to take on soldier Reese, the colonel, and the surgeon, intent on slaughtering their way through a zombie-infested wasteland to find the living dead cure. Um, yeah, so Mad Max meets uh, I would say The Walking Dead, but the, even The Walking Dead's a bit Mad Max in places, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, Mad Max, but very outlandish over the top playful yeah it's um, quite
4: it's quite playful i wouldn't go quite so far as to saying it has again we've done edgar Wright's Shaun of the dead comparisons with the more comedy centric i would say this has i'm not just basing this on geography um it has touches of a peter jackson horror to it you know like your brain mm-hmm. deads and your bad tastes and so on like mm-hmm. the gore is Explosive. The pacing is really rapid, and it has a very—you would be in no way mistaken in thinking that this is an Australian film, right? They—they they lean into <laughs> oh the—they yeah. they lean into the the exaggerated Australia. character tropes and the, you know, the general aesthetic of, of I mean, what we expect from Australian media. I think.
0: I don't know what the budget was for this film, but they achieved so much. Like, never at one point did I kind of think, oh, that was a bit cheap. I mean, it's very schlocky.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
3: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: But, but deliberately like so. It isn't but like... uh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in terms of like costume design, it was like on point. Um, costume design and like uh, gore effects were pretty spectacular as well. Um, I do want to go and watch the first one, but I feel like if you only see this one, not, I can't think of any other reason why you would. But it doesn't—you wouldn't really suffer in terms of it gives you a brief recap, and I think you're in instantly. You understand who the main characters are and and yeah. the dynamics you understand, between them. The you understand
4: fairly quickly, and there's a lot of new characters built into it. Um, I saw them in the wrong order because we we got the screener for this and had a couple of days to watch it. So I jumped on it straight away and then sought out the original having seen the um, you know having seen this this movie because I wanted that additional context. Um, we're not here to talk about the original, but I would recommend the original. Absolutely. Um, it
2: How long when did
0: that come out? A
4: few years
2: Uh, ago? A a while ago, I think, wasn't it? A couple
4: of years ago, for 20, you know, I'll bring it up. I want to say 2015, 2016. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I, 2014. There you go. So neither of those years I just said. Okay. A little while then. 2014. It's been out a little while. Um that one, the original has the origins and it gives you some of the additional aspects of the world, some of the Mad Max vibes, it explains those a little bit and you're introduced to them as the characters. It, it It begins from when the incident begins and when zombies first arrive, whereas this one is your later Mad Max movies where the world is already in, in a yeah. terrible state. Um, one of the nice little elements of the world building in this one is that the incident that has incited there to be zombies everywhere Um has also rendered all normal forms of combustion and powering things. Um, the use of fuel made it all inert, so petrol doesn't work anymore. But thankfully, zombies uh, breathe the flammable gas. So people, yeah. are, so not only are these dangerous zombies that could injure, uh, they are they're a source of your energy. So you kind of, for the right characters, and you're out there surviving in the world you can interact with them and they're a resource for you as much as they're a threat. So there's, there's a nice, there's a nice world to be had here. Um, you could argue that the second movie in particular is maybe a little more focused on just over the top action than, um, than the first one was in terms of delivering story, but there is still a story there to enjoy. And there's a lot of great character interactions, as you said, Ben, as well, big over-the-top, no-holds-barred kind of uh, set pieces and action that you're going to have in there. And there's loads of other interesting dynamics and mechanics to make for a really interesting world. I I would go in for more of this. I would watch more of it. It feels like a universe that is ripe for all kinds of different forms of expansion. I would happily watch a short series in like an anthology piece that's set around this world in this building you could write me a comic book about it which i would happily dive in on and read they've developed a really fun world and some great thing and some great toys to play within the sandbox there so i think this is a series that's got a lot of room to do more yeah. as well most mm. definitely what was your uh, take on it ben i've, I've rattled through this stuff because i happen to have seen the first one anything you'd add
0: um, No, I think you've covered mostly anything. I I just had a, I had a lot of fun with it, and it's one of those films where it clearly borrows heavily from a lot of other things. You know, obviously, obviously Mad Max, but at the same time, it's just kind of one of those worlds that everyone's familiar with. You know, because we we've, we've seen all the Mad Maxes, um, so we know what to expect. But it's interesting seeing a sort of different take on it. Interesting take on like the infected as well, and you know, not just standard entry level infected big scary ones as well um combinations of um what, what do they get what do they get called the 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 woman who's like as a hybrids know, hybrids yeah hybrids <laughs> bloody words uh yeah so that's interesting as well and yeah the actions the actions pretty spectacular as well i uh, i had fun with it yeah anybody do you, do you want a round of name game for this one I was just literally just about to say that and but hell yes,
4: um so in a post apocalyptic situation where society as we know it, has, has has collapsed um the uh, group of survivors managed to stay warm on a on a on a chilly evening by just having a lovely bit of a bonfire <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Burnwood, burn burn wood. Burnwood, correct. Burnwood <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I've bloody had a Burnwood apocalypse. Eh? There. <laughs> you got? For, is that what you got for me?
4: Yes, sir. Okay. Off the top of the uh, dome.
2: Yeah, off yeah. the top
0: of the dome. You got one, Luke?
2: No. No, oh, nothing from, from the top of the right. dome. No, I, no. That's I've, difficult I've one though, Wormwood apocalypse.
0: It is, yeah. It sure is. Right, okay. Uh, moving swiftly on. So this was the next day of of fright fair. So sorry, the Saturday. Um, the first movie was *Mandrake*, which is the world premiere um, of that film, directed by Lynn Davison. The cast is Deirdre Mullins, uh, Deborah Crotty, Paul Kennedy. Um, another Irish film, the third Irish film on the slate so far. of you've been.
4: Like uh, you did a lovely interview with uh, the director of this one. Very sure good, did. it was too.
0: Very uh an absolute pleasure to be joined by lynn to talk about her film um congratulations again on the success and the screening and everything like that uh so brief synopsis is that probation officer kathy madden is given the task of rehabilitating notorious killer bloody mary ladle back into society after 20 years of jail um, kathy has always believed that every client deserves a shot of redemption. Her beliefs are firmly tested when two children disappear near mary's farm um so yeah so another very folky folk horror <laughs> that's a that's a official term official terminology there folky folk horror stuff going on uh yeah again another film anchored by some really really good performances uh from deirdre mullins and deborah crotty um in particular Tackles some difficult subject matter as well, you know. Obviously, killers being rehabilitated back into society um, after jail time, sort of like vigilante justice, um, was sort of sort of, and obviously, and missing children as well. All very sort of like difficult subject matters to to discuss, and also throw in a bit of a supernatural element as well. Um, and it was a great combination. I think this was this was really good.
4: How, uh, how do you think how, what do you think? um for me again it was another it's quite a chilling scene and I, I think you're right without without spoiling anything that's in there some of the considerations beyond um, you know any supernatural folklore elements or the direct violence and things that that go on in the film there's a there's a really unsettling vibe to the whole thing and there's other elements of horror as well so um Deidre Mullen's character having uh, you know a son that has you know what is a severely life limiting condition and her having that as well as the strain between the relationship between her and the you know and her son's father and her and his new family that he's expecting as well there's there's a lot of dimension to this and there's a lot of, you know, really kind of, not unpleasant that it wasn't good to watch, but there's like a really high tension and a feeling that everything that's going on, you feel like these are characters on the edge before the children go missing and the entire community mm-hmm. is, you know, driven closer to like a, to like a breaking point with all the things that are going on and it's difficult because this is a character who is as you say a probation officer who is looking to rehabilitate someone back into society that everyone is naturally quite suspicious of and the character you know bloody mary doesn't try to help herself too much either there's definitely something that's that's that's
0: rehabilitated back into society don't give me a reason to be suspicious of you Oh, bloody yeah. hell, Mary. Yeah,
4: and there's, there's some really visceral scenes in this one. This is, again, we're talking about things you would, things that you would recommend this for if you want yourself some brutality in your in your horror and some really unsettling scenes to have to get to, to get through and get behind this is the this is the probably the one of the films of the festival that would take your interest the most and one thing sorry, sorry Andy.
0: One, one thing that Lynn Davison said when she was discussing some things that maybe influenced this movie and it was something that I hadn't quite thought about until she mentioned it but now I'm sort of thinking back to the film she discussed um, true detectives series one mm-hmm. um, in particular obviously mm-hmm. the one with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody. Harrelson. That's not Woody the Cowboy from Toy Story. Would <laughs> be Harrelson. a great, great take of True Detective, though? Woody <laughs> yeah, and Buzz. I love it. I love the, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you are a toy. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm really not. Uh, yeah. So it reminded me of that, where it's almost like it's a, cr- it's set up like a, it's a crime thriller at its core, similar to the way True Detective is. But there's like this looming spectre of something potentially supernatural being at play and i think that series of true detective in particular is something that i realized that really does work you know um because you can watch it from one sense if you're a horror fan you can think this is a horror i can't wait to see what is revealed and you can watch it if you're a fan of like true crime and and crime thrillers and enjoy it for what it is and maybe kind of like disregard the supernatural element where you're like okay it doesn't. It doesn't change the story for me.
4: One and thing that's I, liked I feel to like this kind of you did with um, with Lynn in particular. Ben, I liked yeah. the way that she talks about the aesthetics of the movie and the things that she actually wanted to portray in terms of the the folk horror and the supernatural elements. I believe she described it as not wanting like sparkly magic. So she doesn't yeah. want. She doesn't There's want the, the kid. You know, doesn't doesn't yeah doesn't want the kids to go missing. It to be. David Bowie in his codpiece piece and his crystal balls jangling about the place. (laughs) This is this is dirt and filth. And this Uh. is, you know, this is a real Wickerman situation, right? Where yeah, it's people using the earth and the and the nature of it and corrupting that nature with what the with the supernatural element. And that's what I think leads it to be more unsettling because yes, there are stretches beyond. The reality, reality, but it's embedded enough in real things and doesn't rely on someone saying Alakazam that you can you can believe that these are things that you can see happening that you <laughs> wouldn't understand.
0: I'd love it if she did to say Alakazam. Yeah, Bloody word, Mary like, and dressed as the oh, Sorcerer's
4: Apprentice, making the brooms walk about and do all the mopping. <laughs> yeah, and no, brooms doing like, mopping—that's always put me off.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> brooms doing mopping why are <laughs> they mops Take a dis- taking a real dis- <laughs> hang on a minute oh, I ain't falling for this again uh, but yeah I know what you mean the magic in this is just like I think at one point when they're doing some sort of ritual um, there's like milk and I don't know yeah something just I don't know, I don't know if it's semi-skimmed or what probably full <laughs> fat
2: oat milk
4: yeah. <laughs> I only drink Almond. Oh, I yeah. can <laughs>
0: bloody Popping
5: Almond. Out. I'm bloody vegan. Get
0: off me. Uh yeah, and it's almost like it's a weird word to describe it, it's kind of like hopeless in parts because you kind of feel like, okay, hopefully this will happen, and maybe this will happen, and hopefully this doesn't happen. And it kind of just keeps delivering all these sort keeps, of keeps keeps chipping away at you, doesn't it? Keeps it? Chipping like chipping you... away at you, where you're yeah. just like, oh, that's yeah. I mean, by terrific. all means, if that's you're
4: brutal. Be in a good mood when you start this and otherwise you might Padme it and just take a big deep breath out and give up on life.
0: <laughs> padme it. <sighs> uh, but yeah, I think a really like accomplished um, debut feature for Lynn Davison has yeah. got like some real great stylistic choices throughout it. Um, yeah,
4: really impressive. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I could say this about a lot of the directors having premieres at this festival that we've seen but especially having seen your conversation with her um ben i i can't wait to see what we see out of lynn next because she seems like a filmmaker who has such a love and is so well versed in the type of horror films that i personally love yeah. Um it was, it
0: was strange because some of the films she said that, she, that were the first horror films she'd seen at a young age were like all the same films that were like the first horror films I I've,
4: I've seen as well. Yeah. So uh felt uh, so I can't wait of, to see there. what she's up with next. I know that she mentioned some projects that she couldn't talk any more about at the time. So between you and me, my my brain is going in circles speculating to myself yeah. about I wonder what we'll see from her next and I will be watching closely. Definitely very exciting.
0: Uh anyone got any name game for this one?
2: Uh, <laughs>
4: um, I, got,
0: I got one off the top of the dome. Come on. Not gonna connect. I'm not gonna connect it to the storyline of, of Mandrake in any way, but imagine this, right? Jeff Goldblum as <laughs> Seth Brundle sets up his his little transportation gadget. He gets in one uh teleportation pod, and in the other pod he puts a crumbly Cadbury chocolate bar and becomes
4: Manflake. Man Manflake. Man flake. Um,
0: he just looks like a normal man to start with, but then you're just starts crumbling.
4: So um, I'll give you one. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. In, uh, in a pulp hero sense, a master of magic spells and illusions causes enemies to crumble in fear and confusion.
2: Manflake,
4: it's it's still Mandrake actually, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, Mandrake, Mandrake the, Mandrake the magician, aka oh, okay. the wizard from Defenders of the Earth. Okay, there okay.
0: you go. I got another one. Hello. Uh, you know, everyone's got that mate, have not they? Where they go, oh mate, do you want to meet up tonight? And they go, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely up for that. You go there, and <laughs> also it's Manflake, Manflake again. It's also Manflake. <laughs> 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 oh mate, I'm already here. I've got a pint waiting for you. Oh mate, I can't. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, something's happened. God, you absolute man flake. That's yeah. if your
4: friend is male. Um, man
0: flake works as well.
4: Yeah, I can't I can't do another one without being libelous, I don't think. Implying yeah. that uh rappers might be texting underage girls allegedly. Um and how yeah. you might react to that. But um, you know, let's not get let's not get caught into that one.
5: Huh.
0: Uh, okay, what about if there was for uh, God's sake? Um it's Shrove Tuesday and
5: Pancake
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a think of a clue. And it just came straight in there, pancake. Oh, very good. Pancake. Um yeah. That's it. I think that's it. I don't think i put yeah. for
5: another one.
0: Okay, so that was um <laughs> mandre The next one I feel like we're gonna have a lot to say about is the Ledge, directed by Howard J. Ford, starring Brittany Ainsworth, sorry Brittany Ashworth, Ben Lamb, Nathan Welsh. It's the UK premiere. Synopsis is: mountain climber Kelly captures on camera. Her co-backpacker friend Sophie's lifeless body being thrown from a ledge by four men, four wrong-uns. They meet earlier. They are absolutely wrong. And, and now she must run for her life, climb for her life, actually, is what I think you find. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is like a um a thriller, I guess, rather than a horror movie. But uh-huh. yeah, it's obviously some horror elements. But thriller like where somebody is being pursued. By the bad guys, uh, and this—the twist to this is that the bad guys are always like so close
4: that they're in shouting distance, talking distance,
0: taunting. distance
4: yeah. Oh, and one of them does a particular like heavy bit of taunting, doesn't he? Um, let's let's say beyond anything else. I mean, credit to you—is uh, it Ben Lam that plays the main antagonist, Joshua? Uh,
0: I'm Not sure actually, is it Ben Lamb? What were you gonna say then, Luke? Sorry, you're just about to
2: uh I don't remember. Uh so the main antagonists. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean ben by the antagonists? You mean is... the rapists? Yeah, guy. but like
4: the guy, like yeah. Ben Ben Lamb, I'm sure, in real life, is a is a very nice man. Real piece of shit in this yeah. movie. Literally the worst bloke. It looks like he's every almost mo- <laughs> every
0: movie he's been in has been one of those like Christmas like royalist weird films yeah like, man, yeah he's a been, christmas he, prince A Christmas looked, Prince, the royal wedding a christmas prince the royal baby the princess switch he loves it
2: maybe yeah, so he wants me to be cast something different for this one not get typecast as a prince no, i also, also want to play rapists he's, are, a,
4: he's, <laughs> a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a nice oh, They talk about princes but allegedly being rapists like <laughs> oh, he is typecast. Um, he has been bloody typecast after all. Um, yeah, so I mean that that this is this guy is truly Mr. Red Flag the second he comes on screen. Um but That's I tell you something, play. like britain uh Britney Ashworth as well as Kelly are really like probably the best delivery of fuck you I've seen in, in a film in, in a long time. She really puts fuck some gusto you. into it when she's climbing up there. It's like, just come down. It's like, fuck. She, she gets you that book, probably is her most frequent line in the movie. But she does um, it,
2: she like delivers it by like letter as well. Yeah, right? she
4: sends a letter that says fuck you as well. So um, she tweets him. Will one
2: of these, one yeah. of these, Fuck you. There's some, some side language as well, but he didn't yeah. see that. Give us
4: the, give us the memory card from that camera with the evidence on it. All right, I get it for you. Oh, it's just here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> give us the memory card, give us the memory card, give us the memory card. Stop, Stop asking. asking. You've a memory card. I've said no 14 times, but we will understand that somebody, uh, Mr. Joshua, whatever his name, no, he can't take no for an answer in, in the worst possible sense.
2: It's a weird kind of like, so, Just so you know, the film is like basically she's running away, well, climbing away. She's climbing up this giant cliff face because she's a rock climber, and then she's being chased by other rock climbers um, who are trying to kill her because she has evidence of them killing someone else. It's like compulsively watchable. That kind of whole Mm -hmm. uh, setup is 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 really well put together. Um, And then the the main bad guy just starts killing all his mates like pretty quickly. Yeah, I, so get, I get like, a feeling like he was just going to do that anyway. Yeah, that was his plan. Yeah, He's
0: like, obviously it. an abusive, um, sort of controlling, manipulative shit, but not just to the, the, the victims, the, the female victims in this, but also to, I mean, his friends don't redeem themselves either. They are also all
4: very...
2: One um, of them we're supposed to think is alright. Um... Yeah, because he, he
4: kind of reluctantly goes along with the with, with the murder yeah. plan. He's
2: just emotionally abused, I think. Yeah. They're he's he's of kind that, of I'm
4: dragging scared his scared feet
5: a bit.
0: I was scared of this guy. And I, as I said, I'm not a love, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I wanted to kick this guy's head in. I was like, I'd oh, love yeah. to bloody have two ragged. He probably kick my ass. But I don't care. I'll try and bite and claw and
4: chuck him off the edge of a ledge.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, if, you, if
4: you were the ni- if you were the nice character on that one that was dragging your feet in the mud, you should have just hammered his head in in his sleep. Yeah, it's I mean, some br- of kind way to do it. It just
0: seems like any problem in this film, the answer seems to be murder, murder somebody. Him. Yeah. So like, ah, oh, bloody hell, this has happened. I'll murder you for that. are oh, uh, oh. flat in my car. Come here. <laughs> 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 Come here! No, you come here. I ain't coming to you. God's I've sake. woken
4: up. And my phone's not charged overnight.
2: Yeah, it's over pass. here. Pa-
4: pa- <laughs> Passes <us> the hammer.
0: <laughs> Passes the hammer. Why'd you kill her or him? Phone phone one charged. They go. Oh, yeah, fair enough, mate.
2: I mean, so the first one, uh, we we find out later on after the fact that he's killed the guy uh, who broke his leg. Uh, the second guy he kills almost for no reason. I mean, I think he's peeing over the edge of the cliff. And like he's, but the guy, like, I'd already peed over there. You're (laughs) deadbeat, mate. (laughs) That's my territory, that entire cliff. Uh, And the next guy, I could see why he killed him. But I mean, he killed him quite brutally with um, no spoilers, but hot hot flames.
4: It's an interesting movie. It's an interesting (laughs) movie. It's it's a, it's at its heart, it's a great, like, simple premise to come up with rock climbing dead scary it's real hard um and you could fall and that's and that's horrible i think taking an environment which is inherently dangerous and then adding some horrid murderers to it um it's always going to give you like quite a thrilling yeah thrilling adventure like the fact just existing in that location is quite a difficult thing anyway Um, it
0: gives gives the lead character some trauma as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, with her previously been been to that mountain and her her partner tragically died. Um, yeah, he f- he hop- fell
2: from that rock face a year before. Yeah. You now she's gonna go and, and do I'm it.
0: Climate. And there are some fairly awkward flashbacks to them in like a climbing center. And her like one foot, yeah. Off the
2: room, jumping I thought the the awkward. He and... gives us some like
4: Yoda wisdom, doesn't he? About. about but it's not
2: uh, just, it's not Yoda wisdom. It's just like you could do it. It's like a little <laughs> a little chant, not like Yoda chants. Just
4: mo just motivation. Come on, Claire, memories. whatever her name is. Come on, I, I believe Claire. in you. Yeah, right. I will. I will. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> looks like Brittany I... Ashworth has got more of a less royal centric Christmas movie background and more of a. Horror thriller background. So yeah. um, something called Exhibit A that looks like that is a, an exhibit in a crime. Something mm-hmm. called the Crucifixion doesn't look like a doesn't look like a religious movie. Something called Hostile Accident Man. She's in the Gentleman. I don't know as a major or minor part, but
2: I gotta say um, there was a really scary bit in this when like it's like a tent that like hangs from like yeah. the under the cliff. That's like ter- remember, terrifying. It. You just what you just sleep in there. Yeah. You could fall out at any moment. I, I would not trust. Yeah, that would keep me up. Are you are you a sleepwalker as well? I'm not asleep. sleep. No, I don't sleep. What well, I sleep climb. I would have made it over the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. before it over my eyes.
4: You'd climb. You'd climb past those guys <laughs> while they're having that sleep, and they'd look over you in the later, morning. Dudes. You'd be at the top.
2: Yeah, peeing on them. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: is like it is. It's There's some her- like tosc- to- to- toxic, Wrong. toxic,
2: toxic, <laughs> easy for you to say.
0: Toxic masculinity and misogyny is like rife, almost yeah. to like a pantomime villain. I know in pantomimes they don't do misogyny very much, but, but you know what I mean? It's almost <laughs> to a point where it's so over the top. Do you just yeah. like,
2: do people like he's this behind exist? behind you. I mean, he's up from you.
4: He's <laughs> above you. He's above Not, He's not, not, you not in me. society, I mean physically at this it's, point. We're not it's, 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 We're going it's to, to kill her.
2: Oh no, you won't. I'm gonna kill her. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. And then he gets his knob out and starts pissing. There's kids here. For God's
2: <laughs> sake. for the experience pantomime. Very nice.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, so a good a good a, a good thriller, I guess. Um yeah. a, and climbing climbing stuff's good, good. you know, like yeah, it's uh, fun. Cliffhanger is always is always sort of stuck with me and affected me like the thought of oh bloody hell, I fall bloody miles if you just let go.
2: Yeah,
0: that's scary. That is. Um,
2: it's, it reminded me of this film I watched as well, very similar. Okay. it's about a rock climbing adventure between two friends that turns into a terrifying nightmare. After Kelly captures the murder of a best friend on camera, she becomes the next target of a tight-knit group of friends who will stop at nothing to destroy the evidence and anyone in their way. Desperate for her safety, she begins a treacherous egg and spoon race, and her survival instincts are put to the test. When she becomes trapped with the killer just twenty feet away, I don't know if you guys know what that one was called. The egg. The egg. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: the egg. In that that does sound familiar, actually. Well, I didn't see that one. Um, I sent my grandma to check it out from Blockbusters and she went and accidentally got a film with similar but with a subtle difference. So a uh, young climber um, <laughs> who previously had uh, an exclusively meat-based diet um, all of a sudden is faced by some wrongans <laughs> who chase her up like a massive assortment of like carrots and parsnips and potatoes and cabbages. Veg. Right, the veg. The veg. The <laughs> veg. That's all similar. One. Same, know, with but... Yeah. Same but with
2: potatoes. The
4: wedge. The wedge. Just chopped potatoes that have been
0: seasoned. Uh I watched this film where this woman was being pursued up a <laughs> up a rock up a up a rock surface by a WWE wrestler known as Adam. <laughs> a WWE wrestler whose finishing move was a spear. And at the end he speared her off the edge, thus killing himself, which is a bit silly. It's
2: at the edge. It's also
0: the edge? It's also the edge, yeah. Yeah. The, guitarist, Chris, from
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: the t- guitarist from U2. the guitarist from YouTube chased me up there with <laughs> his delay, but he had a delay in his climb. <laughs> wow! Any more?
2: Um, um, I don't know. Okay, so same, but she's got a <laughs> climber for a big, like a small bushel. Bush some bush outside. Yeah, it's the, got to the he, the, the, hedge. the hedge. The hedge. Yeah.
4: Um yeah. final one from me. Um because Disney will continue to expand, you know, having had the success of the book of the book of Boba Fett stories, Obi-Wan coming up. Um this uh young woman who witnesses a murder runs into another Star Wars expanded universe spin-off. About a member of uh, Rogue Squadron who's a little pilot, friend of Luke Skywalker. That's right, the Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> she gets him it to help it him.
0: Is. Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen the sequel to this as well? When she gets to the top, ledges. when she gets to <laughs> the top, she just slides all the way down. Uh, the and, and it's snowing. The Sledge. The Sledge. The Ledge and the <laughs> Sledge. The uh, Sledge. The Sledge is much faster paced. Fast the faster, um, 20-minute
5: movie.
2: Face movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: okay. Well, we got it when well, you get a film title that rhymes with loads of things. Rhymes with <laughs> everything. Okay, next up, we've got
0: um, the UK premiere of a French film, uh, Some Like It Rare. I think it's called Barbecue.
4: Yeah, also barbecue in some territories,
0: yeah. Yeah, also barbecue in some territories. Directed by Fabrice Eboué, and it stars Fabri- Fabrice Eboué, Marina Fouas, Jean-Francois Carey Um, synopsis is Sophie and Vincent have run the family butcher shop for a decade but business is bad so grim is on the brink of bankruptcy and so is their marriage but Vincent kills a vegan activist who has vandalized their shop and when he butchers the body and his wife accidentally sells it customers can't stop lining lining up for the tender cuts I'm here for the tender cuts please
2: the uh the, the tagline for this movie is "Your life is at stake."
4: Oh, <laughs> very good. Yeah, this was um, uh, probably I like my this movie, probably
2: my favorite. Yeah, with what I saw. Um, I don't know. It, it's. I mean, it. It was. I feel like there's had a bit of a budget to it. Like it felt. It felt very polished. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's basically a Sweeney Todd story, and I love Sweeney Todd stories. Uh, yeah. but they they work at a butcher's. And the whole, I, I love the whole vibe with them, um, kind of hating social justice type messaging or mm-hmm. or people yeah. who are let, that way inclined. Um, I mean, it's just it's just really over the top, and it gets more and more over the top as it goes through. And it's played to perfection by the, the lead male actor, who's a kind of dopey <laughs> yeah. looking guy who doesn't know what to do with his life, and he kind of becomes this over-the-top serial killer towards the end. Um, I love yeah. the
4: actor that plays his wife as well. She is yeah. so brilliant in this entire movie. And I think it really speaks to the value of the performances here that my French is by no means fluent. I am reliant on those subtitles to, you know, to fully understand this movie. And yet I, I was not taken out of the delivery at all. Like by yeah. like about the delivery of these lines and the the way the comedy lands, you know, and effectively when when some of the comedic lines are there, I'm reading what that line is, but I still get the delivery from the from the personality from both of the lead characters in this one as well. Yeah. It's just so, so tightly done. Like it's really well dialogued. Some of the montage scenes later on are yeah. excellent. so many. So many montage scenes. It's almost like
0: I reckon they film loads of kills for a montage. They're like, we've got so many good ones. Let's just whack them into three, I think three montages. Yeah. <laughs> At various stages of the film. It's almost Cause... like it represents them getting more and more confident with the kills as well, doesn't it? It starts off <laughs> as like, oh, kind of unsure, murdering. And then by the time we get to the last one, like they're they're fully, they're fully embracing it. Well, the murders um...
2: get so stupid. There's a guy who's like wanted to do yoga, and he's like he he's like ben- he bends his head down and puts his head between his knees, and they're just looking at him with a giant double-barreled shotgun. Yeah, foot. after they've
4: like after he's like annoyed <laughs> them, and it's like, would you mind going somewhere else? Because this is my favorite place oh, to yeah, that guy. commune that with weird. nature, and you you're polluting it by eating meat here. And they're like,
0: okay, we'll be off then. Bye. It does seem to like send up both sides of that argument, doesn't it? Like it does make fun yeah. of like vegan activists, yes. But it does also make fun of like the other side of like people who are like, oh, you what? Where'd you get your protein from? I'll eat nothing but meat. I'm gonna eat all this meat just to spite you. Um, so yeah, it does sort yeah. of it takes aim at both sides, and I do quite like that.
4: Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed this. And there's that scene where I think you talk about to send it to both sides when the when the daughter's boyfriend comes around. And, um, you know, it talks about, yeah. oh, yeah, some of the... So I just want to know, I heard about what happened to your shop being vandalised. I don't support um, that kind of militant vegan activism. Yeah. You know, it's a personal choice. But then the daughter's like, well, I'm not going to... I'm also not eating meat because if I kiss him after I've eaten your meat, then it's like, yeah. well... Oh, yeah. Okay, then I'll... Br- what about some cake? Is that like, there are eggs in cake? How would you feel if someone came and took... <laughs> oh, yeah. ...your eggs That's from your you every day? And it's like, and well... And there's a guy
2: complaining in the, the the little protest bit in the town center and he starts off with like reasonable vegan why you wouldn't want to eat meat and then it gets more and more just I just don't like the taste of urchins who oh, eats urchins <laughs> <laughs> you're
4: putting you put yeah, lemon yeah. juice in those oysters eyes. <laughs> yeah. the woman the, the wife eventually gets through by just screaming do you want to see my pussy and he's like yeah, oh, yeah. I can go yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's like a weird sort of twisted love story as well, like them rediscovering this spark for their marriage that is like yeah. long died yeah. out by essentially murdering people and turning them into... It, it ends sort a bit of weird though, meat. doesn't it?
2: Because like they have like a bit yeah, of a showdown by the end but then it seems to cut ahead and they've been caught and they're now famous true crime...
0: Yeah, because there's people. a bit where the, the, the lead actress is watching this guy who hosts like a true crime TV show. Yeah. And that is how it. When it does end, it shows them. I guess we're yeah. spoiling it, but you know, it's it's still a good time. Yeah, it's, really, yeah, I, it's a really good
2: film.
4: Yeah, I'd yeah. recommend. I'd recommend this to anyone. I'm. I haven't read up where it is widely available yet. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it should turn up on some platforms before too long. If not, genuinely, I enjoyed this so much that i would say if you if you have to end up ordering yourself a copy on physical media do because i think yeah i think this one's incredibly enjoyable i want to seek this out and watch this one again yeah, and maybe even definitely. see things that the maybe even look into some other things that the actors have have been in because the comedic performances of both of the leads is so strong
0: yeah, yeah. so i think fabrice aboue might I've done like stand-up comedy I'm looking at some of the stuff he's released and it looks like some possible stand-up specials maybe
2: interested yeah. yeah
0: so obviously he's got a knack for it and I think yeah the the comedy is delivered in such a way where it is pretty pretty hilarious and even like the supporting cast there's so there's like some really co- colorful characters uh, amongst you know the the vegan activists as well and also there's a fantastic song used whenever um fabrice uh, sorry vincent whenever he decides oh, yeah. to go badass and there's <laughs> like something rhyme, like what is it some sort of, someone, about gangsta, someone about a gangster yeah, yeah I'm a gangster. it's like the same song i'm a time. gangster <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is and it has the desired effect each time which is yeah this is awesome it's uh, so yeah. good we get an
4: um, increase in amounts of like fairly new releases of french cinema in um like on Netflix and so on now, nowadays. So It's worth keeping an eye out on there to see if anything comes up. But yeah, yeah, greatly enjoyed this one.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a bit similar to that film where Sophie and Vincent's small clothes shop is on the brink of bankruptcy and their marriage is falling apart. Their lives are turned upside down. And when uh, Vincent accidentally kills a sheep who's trying to vandalise their shop, then overwhelmed and terrified of being accused of murder... Their only solution is to get rid of the sheep by turning it into woolly jumpers. Do you remember what that one was called
0: Some like it where
2: close close
0: <laughs> close some like it <laughs>
2: where wool woolen
0: <laughs> some like it where is it the
2: rare word uh no some like knitwear. Some ah. light network, very good. Oh, that's good.
0: That's very good. I, I, I apologise. That, that was. super <laughs> I that, was that was superb. If anything, it was great. Um. Any more? For uh, any more? I don't know if I've got one. You got one, um,
4: Yeah. So a couple run a wig shop, which is going out of business because there just aren't enough bald people around. Something uh but like when they kill hair. yeah so <laughs> yeah they, they accidentally kill a bald activist and use his body hair to make um yeah to make <laughs> to make a series of wigs that are popular series with of customers wigs. yeah
0: a series of various wigs i like it yeah he's a hesit man uh this one is two people who run a butcher shop they get a celebrity come into the <laughs> come into the uh Come into the shop. Uh, Oh, you never guess what—they've accidentally killed her. But that's all right. They're just going to butcher her um, and and turn her into sausages. Just hope her her former singing partner Sunny doesn't turn up because I reckon he'd recognize some some like it share some like it share. Very good. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, We got next, Ben. So this next one is going to be the last film we discuss. Um, It's the international premiere, and it was one of the last films shown on on the Saturday during Fright Fest. This is the movie Monstrous, uh, directed Mm. by Chris Siverston, starring Christina Ricci, Santino Barnard, Colleen Camp. Uh, Laura, traumatized by an abusive relationship, finally runs away from her former husband with her seven-year-old son, Cody. But in their new idyllic and remote sanctuary, they finally have another bigger and more terrifying monster to deal with. One that will test both their mental health issues to the limits.
2: Yeah, so this one is all uh, '50s America kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Lots of doo-wop music. That's when music was actually great. Uh, yeah, doo-wop, it's like doo-wop Idyllic,
0: kind of idyllic Amer- Americana suburbia, isn't it? You like- just imagine there's
2: like a milkshake shop. Yeah, on the, on the everyone loves it. a malt. Um, yeah. Around yeah. That. It's
0: and then the fifties—how so. everyone looks back on it when they go, "Oh, fifties was great, would not it?" It's very lovely. Yeah. And they never mentioned the bad stuff—the you know, social injustices and all that stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know,
2: no, the they only invented forks by then. No, they the had forks in though. the fifties. <laughs> yeah,
0: sports Day, but but that
2: was day. Remember that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> sports day—that was my favorite day.
0: Of, my favorite day of the school year.
4: Construction of this film, I love all the work they do with the color and everything like that, and the monster effects that we get are really good. I um, said the monster
2: design was kind of awesome, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, the, horrific. Yeah, the sludgy-faced thing, whatever it was, hugging the hugging the kid. Yeah, really what great design. Ricci, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. I will. I will say Christina Ricci in this film looks spectacular.
4: Not aged today.
0: Like on it, like I, I mean, I think I always had something of a crush on Christina Ricci, but maybe it's dulled over time. It came straight back into the forefront of my mind watching this film. I was like, ah, bloody hell, Jesus Christ! In the fifties as well.
2: All the way back then. All
0: the way back then. She doesn't All age. She doesn't age. bloody aged. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I wouldn't say my tastes are really specific, but Christina Ricci in the fifties, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's a well. 10 out of 10 for Ben. Yep. Uh what about the film?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, there is genuinely obviously-
4: quite creepy. Um, and I loved like yeah, the aesthetic that 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 led, led into it, like the dialogue between mother and son. It's got such a sweetness to it, but that that undertone of the something not being quite right as the monstrous yeah. effect and the reveals start coming in there. The repetition of that advert that we get as well is deeply unsettling.
2: Oh yeah, she's like watching um, like a a Creature from the Black Lagoon style film as well. And she's in it. Um, I noticed that it said at the end it was a film produced by Chicken Soup for the Soul. I mean, do they make horror movies? I thought they were like a self-help book thing. Chicken Soup oh, for right.
4: the Soul.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't recognise yeah. that. Maybe
4: they're leaning into some of the, you know, without spoiling you some soup of the themes the, of the. Themes I will of the take movie. your soul. Yeah, I will take your
0: soul. Obviously, we won't spoil it, but there is a central um, mystery and a twist that is revealed. Did you see it coming? I felt like no. it got to a it got to a point, and I feel like I saw it coming. No, oh. it was it was either one of like two things, I think, wasn't it? But I think it was well executed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was too dumb to see. it. I didn't see it coming.
4: No really I really I, know, just, I really, just I really the, enjoyed it. I thought there
2: was
0: going to be something like a The fact that it was so perfect and picturesque I was a bit like okay. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that there was this history that she was kind of like running from I kind of thought there's going to be something there that isn't quite right so in my head I was like you know this could be one of one of two things. Um,
2: yeah.
0: But yeah, um, very, very well executed, great great central performance and I think probably the most
4: like if you, you know, we talk about reasons to recommend it, like, obviously with the star power that this movie has, most instantly recognisable um, in terms of a uh, broadcast absolute, oh, yeah. like, you know, someone who we haven't seen maybe so much since, uh, like, shooting to fame as a, as a child star, great to see someone still getting it, still, um, still really putting in really solid performances, and interesting monster dynamics uh, I think it's I think this is another one that's worth seeking out there is nothing I've watched in this in this thing I'm not just saying this because you know uh, it's nice You're to be nice, nice. Like, <laughs> it's nice Like be the, the, nice. There's, no, there's nothing I watched that I was like wasting my fucking time <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was good uh, Well,
2: um, yes. it was a bit like that film There was also at the festival the secret film He's playing in a, a little box room to the side. You let one pe- <laughs> one person watch it at a time. Uh, it's about a traumatised woman fleeing from her abusive ex-husband of a young son. But in their new remote sanctuary, they face an even bigger, more terrifying bus slash catchy earworm of a pop song. And I think it might be Andy's favourite song. It's
0: not the Vengabus, is it? It's the
4: Vengabus. Vengabus. <laughs> it's the Vengabus. You've got to watch song. out it's when it's coming. <laughs> Oh, everybody everybody will be jumping.
0: <laughs> everybody's jumping. Everybody's jumping at the same time. Yeah,
4: it's uh, it's full of jump scares in there. Like it's just yeah. violin stings and cats jumping through windows. <laughs>
5: yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. So we're gonna do like a mini mini award ceremony, a horror hangout, fright fest, Glasgow, 2022 mini award ceremony. We've got some categories here. So just what are awards size. gonna be
4: called, Ben? Well, I've only got what you call what think? you call
0: the statues, the ghoulies,
2: hangies, oh, yeah. Hange- oh, the statues, the
0: um, the reek, no, can't be that.
2: The reek good awards,
0: <laughs> the reek the re- good
2: awards. What would the, <laughs> what would the little statues be? Uh, I think it's got to be like a little. It's got to have something to do with the name of the show, like yeah. hang. I reckon
0: just a, a perfect mold of a of a nude Luke Condor. <laughs> We'll call, and we'll, call, call. And we'll, call,
4: we'll call it the ghoulies because then you grab, you grab, you grab yeah, it by the ghoulies. Yeah.
0: Also, yeah, um, you're you're a bit tucked in like uh, Buffalo Bill.
4: Um, <laughs> a in- bit <laughs> tucked in. You've just got like I a little, comes in. with like a little skin cape that you can put yeah. on it. A accessories. Skin cape. That's a little accessory. Yeah, I, I like
2: and, the, uh, the grabbing by the balls thing. So maybe the the hot the handle of the trophy is the testicles. Yeah. So you have to take it by the balls to to accept you, the award.
0: And if you squeeze it hard enough on the belly, just a little guff, just a little one. <laughs> <laughs> just a little one. There's only
4: one that you can only do it once. Yeah. yeah. And then you've exactly. got to bring it back. You've got to bring it back to the manufacturers to get it recharged.
2: <laughs> and that's paid for, obviously. That's how we get our. our that's how you get yeah. the money for the yeah. for the festival. Tiny
4: little, tiny little
0: canister. Um. So, I mean, what's too, your too. what's your first okay. category bill? So I've just got. First category, best fright. I mean, it's called Fright Fest, so oh, best fright it doesn't have to be a particular scare. Maybe just like a scary moment. Before,
2: already mentioned mine, and I'll just say it wasn't something like a jump scare, but it was the the hanging tent idea. <laughs> oh, tent yeah, that yeah. Just you just hang against the ceiling miles in, up, and you just get in it and just go to that's bed. Not... So that's Seems absolutely particularly...
0: terrifying. A particularly horror-centric scare. It's just a scary.
2: Well, I think it's bit baked into that whole yeah. film that vibe of rock climbing, rock climbing horror.
0: Could you, could you reckon you could settle down and have a have a lovely night's sleep there?
2: I thought you just to settle down and start a new life in there. <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> this is where I live now. couple bags of monster alone. munch up there. Give sure it a, me- give it a
0: memory card. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a. That is a pretty terrifying
2: ceiling uh, tent. That's we'll call the ceiling tent tent moment.
4: I would give my biggest scare to probably uh, monstrous when you know quite often you'll see in a film a monster being near you or being under your bed and you know maybe you'll get a fright or try and get you in monstrous. There is a scene where the monster pretty much gets in bed with the little boy and he's in the blankets and everything. It's horrible.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it wants like a hug.
4: Yeah. That's that's, that's probably gonna... one of my biggest scares.
0: I just want a hug. Hugging
2: something. Yeah. He's
4: <laughs> yeah, I just don't like contact. If people could avoid <laughs> touching me, it's very upsetting. I'd much rather be sleeping hanging off a cliff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give my biggest fright to the metamorphosis of the mother character, and you are not my mother. Um, the final metamorphosis, I guess, it's just a bit. It reminds is a again. I don't want to spoil anything, but it reminded me of the witches, um, Ooh, particularly. Yeah. M- maybe I'm m- maybe I'm scared of of bald heads. Um, maybe you're, you're scared of something. of The thing that feels closest to home, aren't you? So maybe that's right. Yeah. Uh, scared of bald heads. Something about that is a bit freaky, and I just think that metamorphosis and the way she was sort of shouting after her daughter oh, when she's running down um, the street yeah that's horrible I, I was it, it's something that could be a bit could appear a bit ridiculous but it was genuinely unsettling So, what I about the scenes, then when she's
4: when she's moshing about in the living room inappropriately oh, yeah. should have horrible a pop a roach on but she hasn't she's just got like <laughs> some lovely dance music on but she's <laughs> she jumps so hard that she How hurts her ankle
0: <laughs> Bloody hell, we've all <laughs> been there we've all been there we've all been at home listening to drowning pool and that's happened
4: <sighs> stomping on that floor like she's Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, and she does on? it too hard
0: Stomping like Shawn Michaels when he's getting ready to hit Sweet your Music I thought we were going to see Sweet your Music out of nowhere then <laughs> My God okay. uh, Yeah so that's the biggest fright from everybody Next up I've got best performance from anyone in particular in these mm-hmm. films I can give you uh, an actor name if you're not 100% sure.
2: If you I'm else. kind of torn between two, between Deco in Let like, the Wrong One In. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And He's also, so also, I mean, this might just sh- kind of show off what I look for in performances, but also the main guy character in *Some Like It Rare. Yeah, I just found I his whole kind of perplexed demeanour for the first half of the film really funny.
0: Yeah. It's like a, it's a great comedy performance without being, like, out there at all. Really, is it like it's not? It's not but It's, yeah, it's, it's not loud. Like, so it's, yeah, so
4: put subtle. upon. on. Um, fine. If, if Luke's allowed to, then, then, then I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take two as well. I would go either Didier Mullins from, from Mandrake. Uh, such a physical effort goes into everything like that. Like genuinely she seems like she is in true discomfort and peril crawling out of some of those situations it's a real it's a real gutsy performance I think it's it's phenomenal actually totally by her as a probation officer as well uh, and then yeah. secondary to that I think it can also it can only go to some like it rare but then um yeah um. Marina Foix I guess um apologies if I pronounced your surname wrong there but brilliant like the comedic chops of her as the really one of the driving force for some of the actions of the movie like when they're falling out as a couple and she's very matter-of-fact and I'm sorry to say but we you know we are we are separated now then when she makes him sleep in the other bed um, <laughs> and just the yeah. little comments she makes, and the way that she drives it forward with the whole movie, and I and I think a comedic timing on it, like it's a it's a great double act. It's really hard to separate the two. But as you've already mentioned, the the male lead, Luke, I think we might as well round it off with that one.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna choose some uh, something from You Are Not My Mother as well. Seems like it had a bigger effect on me than I realized. But Hazel Dupay, who plays Char, the lead role um, in that, I just really bought it. I really bought her sort of, yeah, just everything about that performance. Um, it just felt like a real character in a real, like, lived-in world. And as I said about the interesting and unconventional family dynamic as well, she kind of slotted into that. Um, yeah, I was I was really, really impressed. And I was genuinely feeling quite, I was, I understood the peril Towards the end of the film as well. I think maybe like the finale of You Are Not My Mother um, kind of felt like the best ending to any of these films for me as well. It really comes together
4: strongly, that movie.
0: Yeah, so lovely. Next up, we have got Best Director. So I'll just, I guess, that we just want to say we're not, we won't choose our favorite film, but which one do you think was the most accomplished direction wise? Um...
2: Well, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking about like, uh, so in Some Like It Rare, uh, just the choice of like having the, the murder montages display parallel <laughs> to like wildlife footage. Oh yeah. And then ending. So like the lions like uh, eating the gazelle and then there's a tiger jumping out of a tree. And then there's a the lion having sex with his, his wife, his lady lion, and then cutting to him doing the exact same, exact same kind of movements in the bed. I don't know. To me, that's just that's just like really greatly chosen direction. Yeah, it's,
4: it's, it's phenomenal. So that was directed by... It's directed by Fabrice Bue, who plays Vincent.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so He's getting double awards for
4: acting and double
0: awards, direction man. for you. walking away. Yeah, walking away with it. The Fright Fest. Um, or hang hangout awards. He gets two little Luke's to take home. Yeah, two little ghoulies.
4: Four.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, Total, yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I-, I feel like in the interest of choosing something Choosing something different, I think. I think it doesn't take away, I'll say that I disagree with with Luke's pick. But um, I think then, from a direction point of view, it's probably for me then worth calling out. He says, stalling for time while he makes a decision. Uh, I, you know I'm going to do the, I, I'm going to do the, uh, the, the, the thing that you mentioned actually Ben I think from a cinematography point of view You Are Not My Mother has some really great thematic shots from a not only film direction and the way they've got a lot of really strong performance out of the actors side of thing as well but um, some of the framing and some of the some of the things like I knew from the moment that You Are Not My Mother comes on this opening scene that you get with kind of like a deserted street with like a, a pram and a, and a, the shaft of light coming down there that's one of the things that you see an image of of a film and it's you know on one of those accounts that's like one perfect shot or whatever like technically yeah. put together like the cinematography on it is a it's a phenomenal effort and I think it's it's really great if you got the name in front of you Ben I should I pull it real quick
0: so the director of You Are Not My Mother is Kate Dolan. I will also mention a short film that Kate Dolan made in 2017 called Cat Calls, uh, which I watched as well. Um, it's just like a nine-minute short film. It's about a man cruising around at night looking for, looking for action, and he pulls in to ask two young girls for direction, but he has picked the wrong girls. That's all I say. Just oh, that. I'll have to check that out. Is it on our website? Because what? what a title that is as well. Yeah, on the website. Um Cat Calls. That's a great title. Like that's Mm. the kind of I just see the see the title of that, and I feel like you know what you're in for. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what it's gonna be about. Um yeah, definitely. And it's great because I think this I guess this is a debut feature. Possibly. Yeah, it looks like it's a debut feature. So yeah, Yeah. very again, a very accomplished. I'll have to check that out. Have you got a
4: different pick for your direction choice, Ben? Or is you are you just agreeing with us? Um I mean I agree
0: I, I agree with both of your reasons reasons for that. I think because I spoke directly to Lynn Davis and I kind of feel like I've got a bit of an affiliation with that film more so because I try to understand, and I do really like folk horror visuals. and I think this film so for Mandrake, it just did well at sort of combining that true true crime with the horror visuals. Yes, it feels a bit true detective. Yes, it feels a bit Blair Witchy. Um, it's just this like Irish pagan horror world that I just felt really invested in, and I think the the performances definitely helped that. Um, but getting yeah. a chance to speak to Lynn as well about it, I think has given me more of a even more enjoyment of this film there. So
4: I think I got a lot okay. from speaking with Sebastian as well. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to change my ways and start demanding to listen to directors' commentaries, but if I could just have a chat with the director of every film I watch, yeah. I think my star ratings are going mm-hmm. to go up by at least one star for every film I enjoy. Once I've had a little chat with the director and they get yeah.
0: to... What makes you tick,
4: director? Especially if they're really uh, nice, like the two people we interviewed were.
0: Yeah, so I'll give Best Director to Lynn Davison um, from Mandrake. Uh, and it looks like the last... So, we're
4: going to just go for best film now. Our favorite film.
0: Do we just count to
4: three and then say the same one all together?
2: Yeah. I think mine be a bit obvious now.
4: Okay. Three, two, one, some like like it it rare. Oh, really? Some like it rare. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, I was blown away by it. I loved it so much.
0: Probably kind of weird because I didn't really choose some like it rare for my other awards, but I just think as a whole this film just gets it so right i think for me let the wrong one in is probably a close second in terms yeah. of, i think i'm just judging these two as like how much i actually actively enjoyed it and was thinking about it afterwards and some like it rare is it's an unexpected treat because even even from le- le- reading the synopsis i was a bit like okay let's all right then all right let's see what let's see what you got and i was Chortling and guffawing, smiling really
4: throughout from the second they're on screen. It's just so well done. Yeah, yeah.
0: really, really good. And really, um, and the dynamic between those two characters, two
4: lead actors as well, is yeah, is great. But but saying that, you know, not not as a cop out. Genuinely, I think a really strong festival lineup. Um,
0: oh yeah, like yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed something from all of them um it was a interesting sort of like diverse um range of filmmakers and films and subject matter as well and uh clearly like some differences in budgets so i think it was a nice cross-section of uh, and obviously not just british horror as well international horror so yeah. good to see all of all of the films we got to say so okay? fright fest
4: excellent glad to see them return to real life cinemas look forward to seeing their future events Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to cover some of those. Yeah, that would be good. Again, right? I did have a couple of name games prepared oh. for 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 the festival in its entirety. <laughs> oh, for
0: the festival in its entirety. Okay.
4: Um. So a long-running um uh, club of individuals. They get around. It's the first time coming back out into real life um, for obvious reasons. For the last couple of years, they have not been able to do this in real life because of social distancing. Um, These people just love to hoe down and have a lovely chomp on people's chest areas.
2: Right. Chest.
4: Bite chest. Bite chest chest or bite breast, I would go for on that one. (laughs) Whichever one you like, mate, really, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Next up, um, a (laughs) number... A festival has to be cancelled, unfortunately, because there's a horrid infestation of parasites that made a little little home in the cinema where you're meant to be watching your films. Uh, might nest? nest <laughs> the might nest, yeah. correct.
2: Also, you can't... There's no point going to that festival at that time because there's a bunch of planes going over doing... Some kind of, uh, you know,
4: flight display, flight display, <laughs> flight test, flight test, flight like test. test. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the pilots from from that one really, really poor uniforms, just really shoddily quality um, shite kind of string string sleeveless tops, shite vest, shite vest. Correct. Yes.
2: <laughs> and also because of that, it um their mental health it, it doesn't play very well with them it makes them
4: tight chested okay, tight well, chest. so that's good tight as well chest but, a, tight uh, chest.
2: A, a little bit a little bit not relaxed let's Light. Say.
0: no tight slight a little slight. bit not relaxed slight stressed
2: slight stressed Quite stressed. Quite
0: stressed. Stressed. <laughs> stressed. That makes a lot more sense.
4: Oh, dear. Very good. Okay, well done. The only, ones I can, the only ones
0: I can think of are the ones you've already done.
4: Yeah, all the rhymes are just rattling through my heads. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think I, think, I think we've had enough. Yeah, okay. we've, had, oh, we've, we've all this had is enough. A bumper episode because we've covered more films than we've ever done before. I hope people like this kind of thing. If you do like it, let us know. We'll do more of this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Something a little bit different. Obviously, thank you to um, all of the uh, PR and press contacts that allowed us to see these films um, because we didn't attend the fest. Um, We would like to attend something like this in the future. So we'll be looking out for that. So thanks to Signature Entertainment. Thanks to Witchfinder. uh, Thanks to 101 Films. uh, Thanks to Sapcar, Sapcar PR, Anderson Group PR, um organic publicity, true colours, and screen media. Cheers.
4: <laughs> and I think a big takeaway for me as well is I really enjoyed talking to the directors uh, about their, their films, what they wanted to do. If you're an independent film director, um, you know, you'd like to come and chat to us about what you're doing, get in touch. Have your get people touch. call our people, by which I mean Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or just have a little interaction with Vandy on Twitter because he's always there. He's always willing to engage. Me, not so much. Bit more cagey. What's that? Give me a break, mate. I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. But uh, yeah, chat to us on Twitter. We'd love to. We'll talk horror with any and everyone. Not everyone, but someone.
2: Well, well, you guys did a um, Patreon exclusive episode. Bonus vote this week, yeah. right? So we've thrown to, to that. off. So yeah, yeah. Finally, so get around
4: to talking Texas Chainsaw, the new one. Yeah, yeah. a
0: little bit late, later than we initially planned, but it's on Patreon. It's on early access now. But if you listen to this podcast at any time after, like, I don't know, twentieth of March, twenty twenty-two, it will be on all all channels, all platforms. All channels, yeah. Go and have a look.
2: But these so, these crazy cats get us to it already. Lane Spencer, John Crennan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, Ollie Child, and Pazuzu. Uh, so if you too want to listen to that episode early and join those cool, crazy people, then head over to patreon.com forward slash horror hangout and pledge from as little as a dollar a month. That is right, Ben. It starts at a dollar. Yeah, it starts at
0: a dollar. Starts at a dollar.
2: Starts, at a dollar. starts
0: at a dollar, ends at bloody, uh, however much you want. What's that? You want to a couple of sp- 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 Spooge a million dollars. Sprites. Yeah, if you, want sprite. say, you wanna you wanna spuff a million
4: dollars our way, then you spoof, get, on, get on board. Spuff
0: splooge splat spaff, spaff spunk splat. You're to spaff
2: your pants all over a Patreon account. You could Jesus. do that. <laughs> oh
4: my god. Yeah, please or,
0: do. In fact, please, I mean, uh, do what do what you want in the privacy of your own home, but you don't have to include us in that. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you you verb,
4: you verb you verb your money as uh, as as your conscience dictates towards us, and uh, we will gladly have happily <laughs> and gladly <laughs> take it and uh, it. trade you for some bonus content.
0: Did you say dictates? Oh Oh, <laughs> sorry.
2: Uh, anyway. So yeah, yeah, thanks to back to Cam for a few music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Please consider rating and reviewing. Um, thanks to my co-host, Ben and Andy, for being right our dudes. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you very much. Thanks, Luke, guys. thank you very much, Andy. Thank you very much. Fright Fest until next time. Next week. Until next, That's next week. Until everyone. And then Wait.
4: is it X next time? Hopefully. Yeah.
0: X. I think we're going to try and do X if we all get to the cinema to
4: see it. Uh, yeah.
2: actually called X. We're not going to insert the film name in later on.
4: Yeah. Film is X. Yeah, everyone cover your mouth so you can ADR it. X. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. See you later, everybody. Bye Bye for now. bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Selling a little or a lot?